Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? You have entered the Fortress of Nerditude. Welcome to another episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. That's right. We are the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, also known as the Tenacious D of Nerdology. Uh, I am your host, the Duke of Nerds, the Sweet Tea of the Nerdy South. It's me, it's me, it's that N-E-R, Double D, Tyler Mack. And joined, of course, by my co-host, the Podfather of 30 and Nerdy, the doctor of Nerdonomics, the guy who's out to make Earth nerd again, the juice is loose people, he's the Will Ferrell to my Steve Carell, Dr. Davis. It's time. It's time. It's nerdy time. Shout out to Big Van Vader. Welcome back. Thank you all for tuning in to another week here at 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Uh, If you are here for the first time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on the show. Uh, and if you are returning, thank you. Go ahead and drop that five star and review. Let us know what you love about 30 and Nerdy. So, Juice, how's life? Students are back in school. Oh, yeah. I got I got a room full of them all day long. And it's great. It's, it's really great. Um, I enjoy my time off, as all teachers do. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it really is exciting to, to get the kids back in the room. And, and we have a lot of fun, especially in my class. And... <laughs> the first few days, they're a little apprehensive because they know, and then they've heard from their friends. He makes us do all kinds of crazy, embarrassing stuff. But you know what? They're better off for it in the end. They're more confident. They're, you know, they have presentation skills. They're able to, to get up in front of people and talk, no worries. So yep. that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, I just got to break them in these first few days. Absolutely. But yeah, but yeah, it's, it's really going well. Absolutely. I can tell you the ten-hour days are slowly tearing away at me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm starting to second-guess whether I've made the right decision. If three days off is worth four straight ten-hour shifts, uh, I don't. I don't know. At, at 21, it would have been. Yeah. But at 32, uh, I'm feeling it. Uh, I, t- I texted you today, you know, and I was all like, 
anxious about, you know, just getting things ready for the episode, and you were like, you know, what can I do? And I was like, I'm just, you know, all week I've been too tired to do anything. Yeah. That's yeah. where my anxiety's coming from. Yeah. And I actually had a little bit of a panic attack the other day that Madison had to, had to kind of lure me out of. Uh, so, you I You gotta take know. care of yourself there, buddy. It's just, it's, I'm tired. It, you know, I, on my time hop today, uh, there was something that popped up about when I used to be uh, when I used to wait tables, mm-hmm. and at that same time, I also worked at GameStop. So I would leave one job and go to the other, and that's and and you were always telling me, "Good Lord, man, you yeah. know you got to relax." <laughs> and it like thinking just reading that post made me go, "Oh Lord, I'm so tired now." Because at 32 years old, there's no way that I could do that today. No, but I was a much more. Uh, Driven young man, yeah. then we'll say. Uh, speaking of drive, you have been driven because what is the number that you are down now? You texted me and Logan. This is worth celebrating. Oh, well, you know, I don't mean to brag here, but I, I was sort of selling myself short on my weight loss. You know, I, I'm not like advertising it out everywhere to everybody. I guess I am now, but you know, I was like, yeah, I've lost 15 pounds over the summer. Well, it's more like 25 pounds. You know, I'm, I'm under 190 now. It fluctuates around the 188, 190 area. But that's about 25 pounds. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, f- I feel really good. I'm super, super uh, happy about it. That's great. And, and it's really been a lifestyle change because now every day I look forward to my exercise time and mm-hmm. the sweat, you know. Yeah. And uh, just feeling good afterwards. So, so highly recommend it to anybody. Thank you, DDP. Yes, for, DDP. For for bringing some life back to the juice. Yeah, DDP yoga, everybody. Check it out. It's not your mama's yoga. <laughs> Bang! And this show is not brought to you by DDP. That's just out of the... Free plug. That's a free plug. Uh, so we actually, last night, as of today as we're recording, last night, you, me, and Maddie went and saw The Suicide Squad. And I watched it again this morning. Awesome. I'm, I'm into it, man. Super, so, super into it. Uh, currently... We are following the 72-hour embargo that all true nerds should be following. Uh, So no spoilers will be said until that 72 hour is up. But as you're listening to our voices, the embargo is up. So later on in the show, we are going to talk a little bit about it. Nothing crazy, no massive rundown. We may do that at a later date uh, after the mid-season premiere uh, in a few weeks, but as of today's episode, we're just going to talk a little just bit about funsies. it. Just for funsies. Just for funsies later on. Uh, so uh, we will be discussing a little bit of that. So last time we had a very fantastic episode yeah, about fun. The Princess Bride. Um, a lot of uh, positive feedback from people who have listened to it. Oh, yeah, um, good. Some people at work, and, and I actually, we, we saw an old friend of mine, Logan, at the theaters last night. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, loving the podcast, I don't listen to every episode, but I listen to ones I'm interested in. And I love that honesty. Yeah. I love that, because there are going to be things that certain people don't want to listen sure, to. Sure, sure. Um, so a lot of people at work, actually, within the company, was like, we saw the title of it and figured, oh, this must be Princess Bride, looked at the little th- write-up, they're like, oh, this episode's about... And so we listened to it. Good job on your little your poem that you did in the write-up, too. <laughs> I, you know, I love that that rhyming game, so you nailed it on that. I was proud to see that. Nice little I surprise. had to for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think everybody loves The Princess Bride, oh, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, you know? I think it, so. it, It's inconceivable to think that one wouldn't like it. I would agree. You know? I would agree. Um, it's actually, it was such an enjoyable episode just to go back and listen to. I listened to it twice after editing. Wow. So... 
which I normally don't do. You're I a big fan, huh? I it was good. I loved and I love. I think I texted you this. Um, I love just listening to us giggle about <laughs> quotes. Like we would just quote to each other and start giggling about moments and like, oh, and what about this and this and like, it wasn't like a typical. You know, oh, and this happened, and this happened, mm-hmm. and this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This was what was actually, but we actually, oh, and when yeah. he says, you know, have fun, storm at the castle. You know, it, you could hear the fun and excitement, and I love that. Yeah. Not that every episode's not fun and exciting yeah. with us, but that one was extra awesome. Made me want to go get a nice MLT, <laughs> one lettuce, tomato. So this time, uh, in our mid-season finale, we are joined by the women of cosplay. A very successful and exciting page of cosplay models on Instagram, ran by its admin, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be joined by Mike and some of the models a little later on, after we take care of some of the nerdly news and other things like that. So, Juice, shall we get to the show? Let's do it. DJ Mike Howie, take us in. It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. Alright nerds, let's get the business out of the way. Let's start with the nerdcabulary word of the week. And in the theme of this episode, I know this is an easy one, but it's cosplay. Not everybody knows it. Yes, not everybody. Cosplay. Uh, and I'm actually, it's a pormento of costume play. Mm-hmm. And a little subsidiary here pormento is two words combined together to make one, like smog, smoke, and fog. Okay. Smog. So, cosplay is a pormento of costume play. Mm-hmm. It's an activity and performance art in which participants called cosplayers wear costumes and fashion accessories to represent a specific character. Cosplayers often interact to create a subculture, and a broader use of the term cosplay applies to any costume role-playing in venues apart from the stage, Mm -hmm. the stage. Mm -hmm. So if you are uh, one to go to comic conventions, you'll see a lot of people in cosplay. 
Um, if you're not used to that sort of thing and you're, you know, in the area, there's a, a convention going on, you might be thinking to yourself, why are all these people walking by on the street dressed up and, you know, stormtrooper outfits so many and storm wizard robes and, you know, <laughs> Deadpool crazy hair and, and there's 15 Harley Quinns walking down yeah. the street. You know, you might just be at a convention. You may be. Have you ever done any cosplay at all? Like, not for convention. Yeah. Uh, for TikTok, I have. Yeah. I've done some some supernatural well, sure. stuff, yeah, but count. no, I've never just taken the leap and went to a convention as a character. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one that sticks out though is when we went to Fanboy in mm-hmm. Knoxville years ago now, like 2018, something like that, mm-hmm. 2019, uh, definitely 2017 or 18. One um, when we met Edge and yeah. Piper a month before he oh, passed. Oh man, he we was met, the sweetest uh, man. Too. Sweet, such a sweetheart. And uh, one of the most interesting ones is I met. A woman who had the greatest Thorn Oakenshield cosplay I have ever seen. I remember that. I was like, oh my god, yeah. it's Thorn. Like, mm-hmm. it, he might as well have popped out of the screen mm-hmm. and was walking towards me right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't I don't have your gem, sir. I don't have it. I, I, I didn't get it. Some people are really, really dedicated. I mean, yes. they put... Uh, and one of our guests, Joe, she talks about how she spent 600 hours on one outfit, Whew. and we figured out that was the equivalent of 25 days. Now she didn't sit and work, you know, 25, 25 days, days straight. You know, yeah. but that equals 25 days. Yeah. That is dedication. That's... You know, and I've done I've done a little bit of cosplay for fun here and there, but I'm not nearly that dedicated, and I'm not crafty and creative mm-hmm. like like these ladies are. So uh, you know, I'm not great at it, but I've had fun. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm really good at like. Hey, I've got this piece and that piece. I'm just gonna throw something together, yeah. like on Halloween, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I like, got that. I'm 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 Clark Kent with the you know I with forgot the, shirt the shirt's kind of untucked and you can yeah. see it. You know, just throw it together, but um, but not as bad as like Jim Halpert is on Halloween in the Office. Yeah, a little better than that. My cosplay game is a little bit above Jim, <laughs> but under Creed Bratton's Joker. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for sure. So, let's talk a little nerdly news. Now, nothing crazy, uh, but uh, let's just talk a little nerdly news. Yeah. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. Alright, so, a little bit of news in the nerd world here. Have you seen the first look? the picture that the Middle Earth series released. I did see it, but I didn't read anything about it yet. I didn't read anything about it because I just wanted the image. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I am I am, I am, am going in whole haul for any images they want to release, but I don't want to read anything. I don't want to read what when it may take place, what it's actually going to be called. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to know that. I want full surprise. Was that supposed to be Minas Tirith? No, think? I think it is going way back to like the Valinor. So, like, maybe Mordor before it was, you know... Before uh, Sauron became the Mordor deceiver. used to be, like, a nice place. Yeah. And uh, he kind of ruined that. I think so. we're going to be spending some time in the First and Second Ages. Okay. Which is great. Yeah. A lot of prequel stuff. Um, and and I, I, I uh, have to say that this is one of the things that I use in arguments, Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter, because... Me and Nolan, you know, we, the little bit he'll debate with me in nerd culture, one, the term superhero for, like, Batman. He loves to throw that against me. Um, Superman could kill Batman with a snap of a finger. You know, that's one argument we have. But also is 
Harry Potter better than Lord of the Rings? And no. I'm just like, no, absolutely not. No. And even Mom's like, no, t- no, the wor- no one, the world that Tolkien built. And I was like, it surpasses the six movies we saw. I mean, he built a world that he probably even knew would never see the light of day, but he still built it. And this show is going to let us see some of it. By the way, did you ever watch the 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 movie they did about Tolkien um, a couple years ago? The kid it was that, like a biopic. It, yeah, did you the kid from it? Star, the new sequel Star Wars played him, didn't he? No, it was uh, Nicholas uh, Holt from oh, Be- yeah. Beast in Beast, the first Beast class. And, yeah. I didn't watch it. It wasn't great. To be honest, I, I really wanted there to be a lot more about like the creation of that whole world, like you were saying, and it, it wasn't so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't care for it. Mm. I wanted more from it. I'm here anyway. for it. It's supposed to be a 2022 release, mm-hmm. uh, is what I have read. Um, so I'm excited. I think it should definitely be something that maybe we get together with weekly and watch it and talk a little bit kind of like we did with Loki. Sure. Um yeah. cuz that is it, we have gone how long now without Lord of the Rings content and it's been too long. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'm excited. Uh, another bit of news here. Uh did you we discussed a little bit. What did you think of Ronda Rousey's calling out WWE fans? Yeah, she likes to do that. Um I think <laughs> So if you don't know uh Ronda Rousey, she uh she was talking about how you know the WWE recently released Bray Wyatt, and we really don't know why. It's sort of unexpected, uh, but you know whatever. It's like you know, oh, fans are so outraged that Bray Wyatt was released, but maybe the WWE would have treated him better if the fans uh, had treated him better. You know, you guys are the ones shouting for beach balls during his matches. Um, basically, for me, what it boils down to is that's cheap heat. Ronda's just trying to get people riled up. I I don't think that. I don't know that she necessarily truly believes that, and I don't think that Bray Wyatt really believes that. Um, because out of all of the superstars of the past few years, and you think about the most hardcore, dedicated fans, and wrestling fans are hard to please. Very. If you ask them, you know, current superstars, top five, ten, most most of them I would say would say Bray Wyatt. I he's personally just, would. He's yeah, his dedication. Very entertaining, yes. right? Um, you know, some of the Fiend stuff for me personally was a little too silly. Uh, but I did love, like, the Swamp, you know, Ugh. Bray Wyatt and yeah, all that. the family. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't think that there were ever beach balls during Bray Wyatt segments. I don't you think know? so either. And I've been to, look, you know, if you've ever been to, like, uh, the Raw after WrestleMania, you know, I've been. <laughs> we, <laughs> we passed by this guy after uh, Orlando WrestleMania, <laughs> and uh, he said, man, this crowd would boo Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's wrestling for you. That's wrestling. Yeah. But I was at the Mania after um, WrestleMania 31, which is in California. It's when Seth Rollins cashed in Money in the Bank and all that stuff. The fans were absolutely out of control. There was a at the time they were still the Divas. There was a Divas match. It was the Bella Twins and oh, no. uh, I think Paige was in it and stuff. And this was after Paige's videos had leaked and of course people know about Nikki and Brie being yeah. with John Cena and Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan so there were a lot of really nasty chants and that's one know. thing that I, I I think is is almost taboo still to this day being a wrestling fan is is like we're wrestling fans but like we have to put up we still see the trashy fans that yeah. exist even in 2021 they exist still and they're nasty. Yeah. And they're terrible people. And like even though surely surely deep down 
they even today know it's a show surely and i also think like realistically here even if there were beach ball chants or beach ball things going on during a bray wyatt match anytime that that happens i don't necessarily think that that's meant to be an insult directed towards the individual or individuals in the ring Mm -hmm. i think it is just like it just so happens to be at that moment and the fans are just wanting to be a part of the show and just want to chime in and and the thing about the raw after mania is that the fans want to hijack the show they want to take the show over Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of become its own little character i don't think it was Oh, Bray Wyatt, let's all go for the beach ball. They've almost become their own character, the audience after Mania. Yeah. Like, wherever we are, we're going to take this thing, it's ours, and so when people are watching it on the network or going back and watching it, they'll hear us, mm-hmm. not the commentators, not, the, it's our yeah. show. And we even, at that same Mania, you know, we, we were at after Orlando, the, the Raw after, we sat behind this guy. <laughs> Who hated every single thing Everything that happened that night. except Roman Reigns. But when Roman's music hit, he was like the John Cena kid who was 12. But he was had to be 28 years old. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you've hated this entire show until he came out. I said something to him at one point, and he gave me the little DX chop, you know. But yeah. it was like, he booed Sting, he booed... Rollins, Finn Balor came back, he booed Finn Balor, but it was Roman Reigns who literally 90% of the building was booing. Yeah. Was know? that the that was the night that he didn't get to say anything? Yeah, and if we you go back and watch it, on, out of the building. Yeah, it was like a 10 minutes that he was yeah. trying to talk. And if you go back, they cut a lot of that. Yeah. It wasn't nearly as bad. Cuz he beat Taker? Yeah. But anyway, we I, Ronda Rousey, I think she's just trying to get heat with the fans. I think she Possible knows comeback. the fans are going to view her as a villain yeah. pretty much from this point on, no matter what. Yeah. So, whatever. I, mean, I don't take it seriously. It is what it is. So, moving on, we've got some Blue Beetle casting announcement. You've been watching Cobra Kai, correct? I love Cobra Kai. Great. Well, Zolo... Uh, Maraduena, who plays Miguel Diaz, mm-hmm. has been cast as Jaime Reyes, the Blue Beetle. I think it's perfect. Perfect cast. He's uh, a great young actor. They actually, he was before the the big grand opening in L.A. Uh, for the Suicide Squad, he was at dinner with the director and some executives, and they told him. They were just like, by the way, you've got the part. Yeah. He'll be great. He'll be fantastic. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai, check it out. Even if you're not a big Karate Kid fan, you really don't have to be. Like, no. I've seen first Karate Kid, of course, but I haven't really paid much attention to the other Karate Kid The, the whole universe and, they created. You know, yeah. they did the one with Hilary Swank. I haven't seen that. But, uh, yeah, Cobra Kai yeah. was awesome. I can't wait for more of it. Uh, and and this guy will do a great job. He'll be fantastic. Uh, got a little bit of a Blizzard update here. So, since our last update... President of the company, J. Allen Barrick, is leaving. Uh, Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabarro will be stepping into co-lead, and the head of HR, Jesse Meschuk, has left the company as well. I think that's probably for the best. So stay tuned. We will bring you more uh, as we we, uh, get it. And as I said in last week's episode, you can follow IGN. They have got boots on the ground following daily updates at Blizzard, and uh, I hope that this is leading to a positive direction, as we've said, because uh, by the sounds of it, it has been a nightmare for, for years now mm. to work at Blizzard, so we just hope that the right outcome happens. Yeah. 
Uh, and speaking of an update, uh, we got some uh, 2021 uh, New York Comic Con health and safety update recently. On the 3rd, they released, uh, the City of New York announced that it will be putting in place requirements for vaccination verification at New York City events with official guidance to be released by August 16th. Now, New York Comic Con is closely monitoring these changes and working with the Javits Center to update their health and safety guidelines for the Comic Con specifically. Uh, they'll update on their website uh, once New York New York City has issued its guidance, and uh, they'll be messaging attendees as soon as uh, possible about the impact that possibly will have on Comic Con. Um, fortunately, getting to go hopefully uh, in October. Um, so, no matter what happens, uh, I, I hope that this, you know, I hope we don't get a repeat of 2020 and it slowly start shutting down again and then we're back in a full lockdown i hope that maybe these small steps individual places are taking will cover it enough um i i you know i, I don't want to get into too much of a political uh tangent here but you know it, it's 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 safe to to take care of your loved ones uh the right way and you know we'll do, just, do, do your part yeah to slow this thing down. We'll, we'll just say, uh, everybody be safe and... And considerate. And, yeah. Be safe and considerate. Yeah. Read. And read. 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 <clears throat> but don't, anyway. Don't watch or listen. Read. Yeah. Uh, so, have you uh, paid attention to any of the huge South Park? I've heard about it. Ooh. Big, big deal. Uh, huge extending deal. Extending the show for several more years. Yes. So, Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed a deal with Paramount Plus uh, worth $900 million. Good Lord. So, Paramount Plus has the money to dish out. You know, I, it sort of surprises me that that <laughs> that much money is being put into South Park. Like, South Park has been around since like 1997 yeah. or something like that. And I know... Back in the day when we were kids, it was like you the didn't watch hot. it. Oh, you yeah. were if you were in of a certain. No, you, oh, I don't wasn't turn supposed to. But don't I knew turn it on. I knew everything about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I had thought that it was sort of dying off a little bit. But then again, given current events, like that's just great material to to use on your show. And so, <laughs> with South Park, kind of like Family Guy, nobody's safe. No, no matter what, nobody's safe. They're gonna get you. So. Yeah. Um, Great for them. Uh, yeah, so uh, the pair in this deal will develop 14 original movies Gosh. that will be on Paramount+. Plus. They'll develop a new video game, and the current season has been renewed through 2027. That'll be its 30th season. Did you play the, the games? I played the 64 game. Remember the Nintendo 64? I 60? do remember that. Oh, you could yeah. throw the pea snowballs and you could shoot and stuff. a cow and it would land on yeah. someone's head. I'm talking about the new, like, the Stick of Truth and uh, no, Fractured Butthole. No, uh, They're pretty good. So if they're making another game like that, I'm all in. Sweet. Those games are Sweet. great. They were turn-based, uh, like, role-playing. See, I, I'm not a big fan on turn-based. Never have been. I don't know why. Like, that's why I didn't get heavily into Final Fantasy. Because a lot of it was turn-based. Uh, I remember when we were in early high school, Lord of the Rings released a turn-based The Third game, Age. The Third Age. Yeah, I, was, I played the heck out of that. It was turn-based, and I was like, oh, you yeah. know, I'm trying to play it because I love the universe. But mm -hmm. Well, what's great about the game, though, is that like you actually get to explore 
South Park, like it's like you're watching the show because you know the animation's not like anything fancy. Yeah, it's pretty simple, so it's easy to replicate that on the game. You can like literally walk into Kenny's house, or you can go up into Cartman's bedroom. You can go to the school. You can go wherever you want, um, huh. in, in South Park, and it's like watching the show. It's great. You can and you can walk up to people and you know pass gas on them and um, <laughs> whatever. It's great. <laughs> Well, that's uh, you know, it's it's great for them. Uh, I haven't watched South Park in years, so it'll be Same. interesting to see what what happens. Yeah. Um, so, did you read up on the the Galactic Star Cruiser Resort that Disney's doing? Oh, I yes, I have not this read up about it, but I know about it. Ridiculous. Okay, mm-hmm. so it opens in spring of 2022. It's a two night immersive adventure. Mm-hmm. Standard cabin can sleep up to five. Has pull-out table, TV, window into space, bath products. Uh, includes entry to Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge on day one of the journey. Two breakfasts, lunch, and dinner meals per per guest. And some other park inclusions. Two adults, $4,809. Mm-hmm. Two adults with a child, over five grand, And three adults with a child, almost six grand. Yeah. For the two-night immersive experience. Well, we'll say this. You know, I'm a big Disney fan, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I, I don't n- have that money. <laughs> I, I will not be experiencing the Galactic Star Cruiser Resort uh, experience. There are people out there who will, and I will live vicariously through them. Um, we hope they upload them on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know. And, and I'll say this, too. Like, obviously, those prices are outrageous. But... And this hasn't come from a sense of bias because I'm such a Disney guy or anything like that. Every single time that I have been to Disney, which ain't cheap, Mm -hmm. um, I have never felt like it was not worth what we paid for it. The experience, you know, you get exactly what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything's great. And, um, you know, I never mind the the money as far as that goes. Yeah, Um, and and I would never say anything against that because, I mean, I haven't been since I was 12. We're... Trying to decide when are the nephews of the age to I was, where your all mom was, three can enjoy. Your mom was asking me about that last weekend. So we're we're pre-planning when's when do we yeah. take the big Disney trip? And I gotta say, dude, like now, um, you would you would really love it, especially yeah. Hollywood Studios. They have in one of the shops there the actual screen worn. Uh, I think it's pink and yellow Rangers from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie in a glass case there. Does Disney own the rights to Power Rangers? No. Oh. No, but they have those costumes. Oh, that's cool. And they used to have uh, the great uh, American Movie Ride, or no, not that. It was the the Backlot Tour at, at yeah. Hollywood Studios. They don't do that anymore, but they had a little museum, and they had one of Gimli's axes in there. So, oh. yeah, I love seeing that. But that's there's cool. all kinds of great stuff there, and and you, as sort of, you know, as you are about Disney itself, you will really enjoy it. I, well, I look forward to it still. So, last little update, uh, a little more on the Black Widow lawsuit, uh, which, before we get into this, your uh, former professor at Full Sail yeah, yeah. has a podcast. You want to talk a little bit about um, it? I have not had the chance to listen to it yet, and Bill, I hope you know, hope that this is the one that you choose to listen to. He said he was going to check us out. Uh, yeah, a, a teacher at Full Sail that I had, Bill, he was, oh, he's a great guy. Um, and he lives just the coolest life, man. He he hangs out. He used to hang out at uh, NXT all the time, and you can see him in the crowd. And 
he does all these great things. I don't want to get into that, but yeah. Uh, so his show is called T-Bill's Plain Market Talk. Uh, Bill is, you know, great with like Wall Street and marketing and, mm -hmm. and, and stocks. He's super, super smart. Um, he's great. But he, he's done an episode about this whole thing, Black Widow versus Disney and how does Robin Hood make money. I haven't listened to it yet, but I guarantee you if you check it out, you will learn yeah. a lot. So a little bit of update that we've gotten uh, this past week. Uh, a 2019 email has surfaced recently between David Galuzzi and Johansson's lawyer, Kevin Yorn, detailed Disney's original plans to distribute Black Widow the same way as the studio did Captain Marvel, through rigorous marketing and massive exclusive theater releases. Further to our conversation today, it is 100% our plan to do a typical wide release of Black Widow. We have very high expectations for the film and are very excited to do Black Widow that w the way we've just done Captain Marvel. The me email goes on to say, and may be damaging to Disney's defense, uh, we totally understand Scarlett's willingness to do the film and her whole deal is based on the premise that the film would be widely theatrically released like our other pictures. We understand that should the plan change, we would need to discuss this with you and come to an understanding as the deal is based on a series of very large box office bonuses, which in the suit, they did not discuss these plans to release it on Disney Plus with Johansson. Uh, recently, Bob Iger, Bob Iger has chimed in in full support for Scarlett mm -hmm. and her case, uh, which that's a big a big one <laughs> yeah. and disney is also currently involved in a copyright lawsuit with a canadian artist and sheridan college graduate who created the story behind inside out that there was no communicating with them and they just took the idea and did it i wonder how other like you know uh, uh emma stone they they did cruella that way and in the rock they put the uh, jungle cruise yeah on there like wonder how it looks for all of them like why this specific case is different what's the deal i think it's uh marvel i think so i think it's that the mcu is and no offense to emma stone or disney original characters like cruella and no offense to the rock and this jungle cruise movie but the mcu marvel's a different animal completely. is a is a is an animal quite like a titan of old mm -hmm. compared to these Disney original movies. And Marvel's a subsidiary where Disney is Disney. Yeah. So it's it. I think it's different because it's a subsidiary kind of like, you know what, man? Uh, just because you're Disney doesn't mean you can just do things. And I think they, if they've been doing this previously, this time they just messed with the wrong person. I wonder what... Uh Gal Gadot's uh, deal with Wonder Woman 1984 looked like. It'd be interesting they to did something similar with that. Because I know one thing that Disney keeps leaning on is they're kind of attacking Johansson's character for not being understanding of the current climate of the pandemic. And she basically one came out and said that we are saddened that she's not understanding of the current climate and she's only worried about her bonuses. And doesn't see that in, during a global pandemic. And so then Johansson's lawyers are like, you can attack her character, but we have this email. Where you said you'd communicate with us and you didn't. So so it'll be interesting. We will keep you up to date yeah. as we are. Um, I hate that it's going on. I, You know, we want in our world for our nerd culture, whatever it be, to be this perfect cohesive unit. But in entertainment, it's not. 
mm-hmm. all the time. It's it's a giant that um, few people truly understand. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Yeah. But I I will definitely check out the episode of your former professor. Yes. Yeah. Because that if he did an entire episode on this from like Wall Street standpoint, he knows his stuff. Okay, yeah. So it, yeah, I, it's on my list as well. And that being said, that's on early news. Coming up next, we've got just we had the best time it was talking so to fun. the women of cosplay. Uh, check out their Instagram, women of cosplay, and they talk to us about how they got involved and some of the favorite uh, 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 characters that they have cosplayed before. We had a great discussion, a great time. Sometimes a little bit emotional. Yes. Yeah. You know, we weren't expecting that, but. Um, It was a great talk, a great time, and that's coming up after this break. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. With our Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Welcome back, nerds. We are joined by the Women of Cosplay, a a very successful and awesome Instagram page led by uh, the admin, Mike, who I've been talking with back and forth for a little while now just to get this, uh, this episode going and future episodes. So, Mike finally get to meet how are you great and great to have us we're very honored awesome awesome so i guess the first question that we have is you know where did this idea come up i mean when and where you know what brought this upon so i actually originally started doing a comics blog as you can kind of see from everything behind me i have comic book nerd and i was doing that as an instagram account and i came across cosplay within the vein of people dressing up as comic book characters so then i started a second page just focusing on cosplayers and i decided to focus on female cosplayers because you know i felt like they were kind of underrepresented or didn't have a place where they were being treated 
fairly and being treated as artists rather than just as, you know, being objectified. Um, it really started with, with a friend of mine who's no longer, who was, uh, who's no longer a page model, but had been with us for a few years, she actually had started sending me a couple pictures of her Star Trek, co coincidentally. And through talking to her and talking to a couple people, it kind of built into this thing where I started getting uh, submissions on a regular basis from people and I started sharing them. And then it just kind of became a snowball rolling down a mountainside and it just built up momentum on its own. And I mean, I think we're at um, like 38,000 followers now or something like that. I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. Incredible. It's, it really is incredible. Before uh, we go any, any, any further, can everybody else just kind of chime in and introduce yourselves? <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Colton Cosplay. I'm uh, one of the page models and uh, for women of cosplay. Uh, I've been cosplaying since 2009. Wow. 2009. You are currently the 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 face, currently the 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 head page model as their their profile pic currently. So congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. That's that's really cool. It's Wonder Woman, which we are huge fans of Wonder Woman, and I'm uh, honored to be uh, the the page icon for women of cosplay. I was like a screaming when Mike asked me. <laughs> <laughs> like jumping up and down and like running around the house like a crazy person. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we also have uh I, I you have to help me is it Learis? Yes, you did it right. <laughs> I'm so happy. I've been practicing all day. <laughs> oh really? That's more yeah. than most people. <laughs> and well, how long have you been been doing this world of cosplay? Oh gosh. Um I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna guesstimate 10 years and then three years profession professionally. Okay. So yeah, I've been doing it for, for a good while. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. And uh, last, be here. last but not least. Hi, <laughs> I'm Jessica Felice and I am also a cosplay model for Women of Cosplay. And I've been doing cosplay for probably at least 10 years. I used to do Rocky Horror and that's probably yeah. what started all the madness. All <laughs> um, right. You know, Frankenfurter and Magenta and all the craziness um, doing conventions and things. Um, and then professionally, probably since 2015, maybe um, when I, uh, was lucky enough to become a Vampirella model for Dynamite Comics. Wow. So it took me a few years. <laughs> yeah. I, I kept trying and coming back and I was relentless. And, Hard and work um, yeah, so, but uh, I, I love cosplay. I love meeting other cosplayers. Hi guys. I hope to meet you guys one day. Um, I met Mike a couple weeks back at a comic book shop at a little event and at an opening. And that was cool meeting somebody and, you know, putting a person to an online, you know, uh, phenomenon. So mm. it was really cool. I, I love meeting other cosplayers and, and looking at their work and, and collaborating. It's just fun. So. Well, you've got new fans because we're Rocky Horror fans. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 
I was and lucky it <laughs> a couple of years ago, we got to do the stage production and I was Eddie slash Dr. Scott. So yes, I got to do the fun. stage production too. I was magenta when oh, I was in college. So yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I, have, I have this dream of, of playing Brad one day, but um, we are in the South. It's a little more conservative here and I'm a teacher. So <laughs> oh, okay. uh, it would probably be looked down on, you know, if I was involved. Well, so. I do have a friend. I won't leave her name because I know she is also a teacher and she mm -hmm. plays magenta and she loves it. She's been doing it for years. In fact, she's a cast leader. So you, if she could do it, you could do it. <laughs> one day, one day, I think I will before I get too old. So we have to be the some... asshole. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have some general questions for you guys to sort of open to, to whoever would like to answer. Or if, if everybody would like to chime in, that'd be great too. Uh, first question I have here is when you go to the women of cosplay Instagram, there's a tagline. Okay. Right at the top. And it says more than cosplayers or more than just cosplayers. So what exactly does that mean to you guys? Why that tagline? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take a first stab at that. I, I added that because I think conversations we were having in our group chat, or maybe I was having with a couple of the page models independently, it was kind of the idea of it being like a community, like the girls being able to talk to each other and support each other, bounce ideas off each other, um, me being able to bounce ideas about the page or about things we should focus on off of them, you know, get there. And I, and I've used their input and their support and their, you know, even approval on things at times to kind of make sure, you know, if I thought something was a little, you know, of a gray area, I kind of got their consent, you know, since they are associated with it before, you know, doing something too, too crazy. Um, but it's also the idea that they themselves are more than cosplayers. And there's a big thing that I've noticed over the years that I've been doing this of this kind of objectification. And it's kind of saying, well, you're just a cosplayer, so I don't care about your opinion on whatever other issue comes up, or you're just a cosplayer, what do you know about comics? Or, you know, whatever, you know, idiot comment along those mm -hmm. lines comes up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was kind of like to foster that sense of community. You know, everybody, everybody should be able to cosplay, everybody should be able to cosplay whatever they want. Um, you know, you shouldn't tell a, a cosplayer they have the wrong hair color, they have the wrong body type, the wrong gender, you know, whatever the case happens to be. And just enjoy it for what it is. And that's kind of where that came from. Mm -hmm. And that, so you kind of mentioned a couple of times about, you know, object being objectified and stuff. So like the Internet can sometimes be a not so nice place um, and you guys get a lot of traffic. Uh, on the page, do you guys get a lot of the those nasty comments or those off-color comments? And if so, how do you handle it? So the beauty of what's happened with our page, whether I should knock on wood, whether by luck or or by the way we conduct ourselves, we actually don't get a lot of hate. Um, we get some, and there are instances where if another cosplayer or or a um, follower gets to that comment before me and starts ripping the person for their comment, I'll leave it up and let the person right. just be shut down by the community. Yep. Other times, if I'm the first one to catch it, I, I used to like, just call people out on their, on their BS. I stopped doing that over the last couple of years and just focus more on just deleting the stupid stuff 
and just kind of not because even though like it's great to call out a bully for being a harasser at the same time that cosplayer who has to read that comment from that person it still affects them whether we deal with the person appropriately or Mm -hmm. not so in some ways it's to protect the cosplayers themselves they don't even have to read the idiotic stuff that comes out of some people's mouths yeah Mike is really quick. Like I had seen a comment once like way back, like several, several, like probably probably been over a year now. And I went to refresh and it was gone. Like he was like lickety split, like really fast. I was like, okay, I didn't, I saw it and then it was gone. We don't get a lot of those. Like Mike said, like, I've not seen a lot, if any, just that once. And he was really fast. So Yeah, if the past few years have taught me anything about social media, it's that sometimes when you have people like that who are just so set their ways, it's not even worth your time and energy to engage with them, you know. So that's me. I mean, with with the negative comment, uh, comment, uh, what, what, you know, if it ever happens, is it like just trolling on, you know, a different wig color or is that really what the main negative comments are? Or is it more like, just being because because cosplaying has come to the mainstream and especially in the last decade way more than you know when i was we were in middle school or even in high school i mean especially with comic-con becoming a mainstream thanks to things like the mcu and dc movies being so prominent in film you know like it's more mainstream nerd culture is so more people are getting into cosplay younger quicker and just enjoying it so i mean I, I, I guess in this entertainment industry that you all do, I mean, what kind of negative things can people really say to someone who's just enjoying their life? I, I, I... Um, it can literally be anything from, okay, like take all of your insecurities, but also take all of these that, that, that you like love about yourself. And those can be used as insults towards you in the world of mm-hmm. cosplay. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's always sad people, bored people that are, Looking for, some, looking, for, looking for something to do to make themselves feel better about mm-hmm. themselves. So mm-hmm. like a while back on, on my own page, I had a German man comment something very, very racist uh, <laughs> on my page. And I was just like, oh. I, like I, I cried for a second. And then I looked at his page, like this guy's like 80 something years old. <laughs> my first <laughs> racist comment is <laughs> coming from an 80 something year old German man. <laughs> so I, started, I started laughing like wait what the what the what the bleak yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of pathetic yeah 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 it is it is so the most common stuff i see is either somebody says like oh such and such character isn't black or um you know oh this person needs to stop eating or oh this person doesn't eat enough so like you can't win on either side of the argument um, and then with some of the stuff that's a little bit more sexy, I see stuff like, oh, well, you just destroyed this character for me. That's characters and supposed to be a woman. Oh, you're just doing that for attention. Like that's the basic, you know, probably roundabout of the most common stuff that, and that's not just on our page. Like I see that just all oh. over the place. So mostly it probably derives from low self-esteem of the commenter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'd be surprised how how much work goes into even like the sexier costumes. Like if you sexify, like I don't know, like Vegeta, um, like you can like it takes just as much work to make it 
like normal, like the the way you see him in the cartoon or the anime versus like sexifying it a little bit. Like it's just as hard to make it because you have to put things together and make things fit and they can't be falling out. You know, like if you're, you know, <laughs> girls can't be falling out of the top. Like, so like it takes just as much work. So when people say like, oh, you're just, you just sexified Wonder Woman. I'm like, do you know how much it takes to do this? Because it takes just as much work to do the, the hero suit as it does to make a bikini or make a, a armored top and bottom. And like, it just, yeah. And we talk a lot about about this. You said, you know, you get comments like, oh, this character isn't supposed to look this way or that way. Well, at the end of the day, folks, these characters aren't real people. So it really doesn't matter, you know? Fictional so, characters. Yeah. Basically, I feel that out of insecurities and um, jealousy, whatever issue yeah. people have, they take out their own insecurities and put it out on other people. I think cosplay should be meant to be positive. It should be meant to be um, welcoming to whatever community, whatever race, religion, uh, uh, gender, whatever you have, I think that it's a positive way of being creative and um, you know, playing these characters that are larger than life and really fun. And I don't know, I feel like I'm rambling, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just, I, I, I just feel that um, there should be an inclusivity to all of that. Um, and I feel like a lot of times people who pick on others because of that is because they're insecure about something within themselves. Right. So I feel that, um, I don't know, as in any kind of entertainment, uh, whether it's because I'm an actor, too. So out of anything, when it when it comes to acting, when it comes to people who sing or musicians or artists or whatever, have you cosplay included? Um there's always some kind of judgmental base. There's, there's, yeah. there's people who will try to bring others down. And that's honestly in this, in the world, I feel like there's, there's so much of that. And I feel like if people took so much of that energy and put it into positivity and put it towards lifting others up, I mean, how much better, a lot better off. <laughs> you know, it just, it blows my mind. Honestly, mm -hmm. I try to keep things as positive as I possibly can within my art i try to keep any kind of negative anything off my social media off of everything if i don't like something i don't say anything if it's something you know and i think if others took a lead from that i feel like people would be a lot happier i feel like there's sure. so much judgment and so much yeah. you know what i mean i i just i don't know and but the internet just gives everybody a platform and a voice to exactly. say exactly and want. people get very brazen behind a monitor yeah. Exactly. You know, they get very brave and very, uh, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, would you say that to somebody's face? You know, would you, would you, would you act that way in public? And if you are, mm -hmm. your mama didn't teach you right, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, and I think both of you are beautiful. I think all of you are, are you're, awesome. You're people. Beautiful. I think you're great people, right? <laughs> um, you know, I've, uh, my thing is when people kind of step over the line sometimes at like conventions or things like that, because I'm a very huggy, kissy kind of, you know, touchy feely kind of person. And I have to be careful because, um, there's people out there sometimes who will take that the wrong way or, sure. or assume yes. it's about you yeah. if you're affectionate yeah. or if you're mm -hmm. kind. And just because you're dressed in a sexy cosplay doesn't mean that it's an invitation for something else. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, 
that but point. Anyway, I digress. I'll let others talk. I'll shut up. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. I love everything you were saying, especially the last part about wearing sexy cosplay and it not being an invitation. Um, some recent things happened with a person that has been very adamant in the most creepiest of ways about wanting to touch my midriff. And they have messaged me privately about that. And I have been like, politely, um, no, thank you. <laughs> they have hidden their face on all social media. And they saw me recently at a convention, real recent. And I didn't know it was them. I was like, oh, it's just somebody, in a, it's a guy in a crop top. It's a con. There, there are guys in bikinis everywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mel Princess Leia, I don't, you know, it's, it's all over the place. <laughs> and when I'm at a convention, I always ask people, hey, can I touch you? Is that okay? Because I do not want anyone to get the wrong idea. Right. Right. No, no people look at me like, oh, yeah, sure. Or like, oh, yeah, girl. You yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. But this guy, he, he not only, you know, was real eager to get super like, up in my soul <laughs> but he also got like, gripped my side I was just like so somewhere's a picture of me with this person I'm smiling like 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 this like oh, oh 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 god here we are it's wow. you it's you <laughs> boundaries but yeah like you were boundaries. saying um boundaries sexy yeah. cosplay boundaries boundaries yeah sexy cosplay is not consent sexy um Lou cosplayers are not invitations for you to like all because i do loot cosplay does not mean that i want you to touch me yeah right i understand i i went through something kind of similar myself um being i i do horror films sometimes so i went to a horror con and of course there's a lot of cosplayers and whatnot there as well mm. um because cosplay kind of extends out to so many different yeah. you know uh, there's, there's, places but me personally there's too many clowns at horror con oh my goodness so um, well, i got to go to a horror con once and <laughs> yes you do it, they're fun they're a lot yeah. of fun but and um i, mean, I have like, a very stupid fear of clowns and oh, there were <laughs> a lot of them it was um, it was interesting everybody loves pennywise oh yeah <laughs> um but uh what was i gonna say oh uh there was this one guy he followed me around the convention oh, like, i would God. go to the bathroom and he followed me. He would talk to me and walk with me while, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, and I try to be polite and I try to be nice. And, um, you know, he asked me, he goes, can I just have a kiss? And I said, <gasps> being an idiot, I went over to him and I was just like, sure, no problem. And I went to give him a kiss and he, he turned. Oh, and, yeah. Oh no. And I was just like, no. whoa, invasive, you know? And I, I felt very violated because I don't know. I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't know where he's been. You know, it was just very strange. So it was kind of also a learning experience because, you know, you want to be kind to people. You want people to feel welcome, but there's also that space that you have to sure. have. Um, and sometimes it's like, how do you know, like some people maybe are just a little socially awkward and they don't exactly. really get the social cues or is it like, they're really trying to cross the line, you know? Right. It's, yeah. It definitely can be a fine line. Yeah. I've, I've been guessing at, at shows for, for a while now. And one of the shows, it was a, it was a new con and the convention organizer had said that he wanted to have cosplayers, but you weren't given a chair behind your table. You would stand in front of it or to the side of it. And I was like, well, as a female by myself at this con, I would like to have at least 
a little bit of distance so I can make the decision for myself if I want to come around and hug a fan or a little girl or a little boy who wants to, to say hi to me rather than having nothing, no barrier and people just come up and like, like not like sometimes like they'll surprise you and you have, you know, you get uncomfortable and you have like no barrier or uh, space between you and them. And it sometimes like at that, at that con, I was like, I, I'm sorry, but I will not do your con ever again because I did have a, uh, a gentleman. I won't say gentleman. He's a guy who came up to me, didn't know. And he walked right in front of my, uh, my booth, put his stuff down on, on my stuff. And then like, grabbed me and picked me up and I like I wasn't even facing him and I screamed and elbowed him and it was he he was like oh I thought you know because I've seen you online and your friends always pick you up and I was like you and I are not friends I don't even know don't ever do that and so he was like I didn't expect (laughs) you to elbow me and I was like you're lucky I didn't like kick you in between the legs and like yeah. beat you to like bits, like take off my boot and literally beat you to death. <laughs> so, oh my god! So well, now I'm we just have, like, we have female friends we would never do that to, and they're our friends. Like, yeah, there's there's well, like, a I, line. My best friend likes to pick me up every once in a while, and she she just she's you know a she's a, a bit bigger than me, and like she'll just like hoist me up, which is fine. Like I hoist her up too, but like. <laughs> we're we're buddies like i i've been to her house i've slept in a room with her like (laughs) and there's also a difference between what you do with your fellow female friends or female cosplayers versus a guy you don't know doing something unexpected yeah exactly yeah exactly like that was my most horrific like getting picked up from behind and not knowing one who it was and two like realizing like i don't know this person and had I had that that table in front of me, that person could not get behind my table because there would have been a row of This is why I always have a plus one with me when I do conventions because too. Yeah. I have <laughs> one, too many people think that because I'm all sm- smiley and cheerful on Instagram that they just know me. And it's just like, you actually do not know me on a personal level. You right. do, not, do not touch me without asking. Do not, oh, do not pick me up. I'm five nine. <laughs> pick me up. You have a problem. <laughs> yes, yes, tall ladies. Tall, tall short ladies. <laughs> like, like you, you, mentioned, you know, you, you've seen me on Instagram. Like at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people don't understand is you all have personas. Uh, aside from just the costumes you wear, an online persona for your page is like. The, the personas we put on on the show, like I've, I've joked about this all the time, are, are similar, but also very different because uh, we're, we're extra introverted. Like we're not as I'm more flashy than he is in life, <laughs> but but it's still a persona at the end of the day. And people confuse your persona with that's who you are in real life. And and that's that's a line. But you all talk about these events, and that's another question that we're extremely, you know, I'd say I would venture to guess that you've been to a lot of cons and events. And um, 
And just going around the room, we'll start with uh, you, Jessica. What okay. is some of the biggest events that you've had the, the fortune of attending? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. I've been to Walker Stalker, mm. um, which is a Walking Dead convention in mm -hmm. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I've been to Texas Frightmare. Like I said, I've done horror movies, so it's kind of in between uh, the, the cosplay and the acting kind of thing. Yeah. Um, FairyCon is one of my favorite events ever. I don't know if you've ever been to FairyCon. It's amazing. It's all fantasy based. So a lot of fun. Um, I've never been to one of like the really large, I've been to Ice Wars. I was a guest at that, um, which was a smaller Comic-Con. Um, I don't know. I've kind of been to an array of a variety of different conventions. I've never been to like San Diego Comic. I'm dying to go oh, to yeah. San Diego Comic Con. I'm dying to go to Dragon Con. I've never been to any of these. I've been to I've been to one Dragon Con, and it oh, is I'm jealous. Massive. It's wild. It was just the craziest. It's experience. huge. Yeah. I heard that that one's kind of a party con, though. Yes, um, it is. You know. <laughs> But it is. Oh, she said it is. <laughs> I've been going for 10 years. Like, if you want to go, we'll talk. All right. I, ran, I ran into uh, uh, Xavier Woods from the WWE at Hooters when I was at Dragon Con. And he was having a great time. He was having a great time. Yeah. He wears costumes, too. Like, he makes his, like, oh, yeah. costumes. Oh, oh, really? He was, he was doing some kind of Dragon Ball Z thing. Because I wasn't sure if it was him. I was like, is that? Xavier Woods and I ran up to him and it was him and he was he was great he was so nice that's yeah. awesome he goes, he goes every year um here in Knoxville we have fanboy expo mm -hmm. fanboy um, I love the names of these yeah kinds. And I think they also do that one in Columbus and Orlando <laughs> and Louisville and then we have um there's the wizard world conventions I've done mm -hmm. I've been to a lot of those oh and, very uh, cool but Bubba Fest Bubba Fest is a pretty new one that comes to Knoxville. They've only been doing it for a few years. Mm -hmm. Is that like a Star Wars thing? Uh, it's just a, no. In general, uh, last year, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. I know two <laughs> years ago, their big headliner was Jamie Lannister from Game oh, of cool. Thrones. Oh, wow. So they've got nice. some names that come, but it's still nowhere near where like Dragon Con is or New York Comic Con, which I'd um, love to go to that. Have you guys been to New York Comic Con? Fortunately, yeah. I'm hopefully going to get to go yeah. in October if things you know don't get worse yeah uh, i keep I hearing they, things about covid everything's again, up in the so. air right now i know that they've they've update their their uh health regulations that it's quite possible that they could require proof of vaccination which mm -hmm. i am vaccinated so vaccinated you know it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a problem for me so i'll i'll whip that card out just to get in sure. um so I'm hopeful it'll be my first major con. I, I haven't gotten to go to Dragon Con with him yet. Um, so, uh, but uh, Joe, you you you've been to tons. Yes, I usually go to like yeah. when it's not COVID, like twenty to twenty-two, twenty-five cons a year. So, wow! Oh my gosh! Oh, we do need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and do you do, you do a different cosplay yes. each each time, or do you repeat? Yeah. Um, so I'll do like, if it's close together, I'll make a couple of new ones and I'll do like two or three at one. And then like maybe a similar, the same one at the next one, like one of them and then another new one. But yeah, it's like, it's intense. My husband used to go to four cons before he met me. And now he's like, I don't know how, I don't know how you did this. Like you did, I mind trick me. How are we doing like more than a dozen cons? I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> like because he's he's now my plus one like he will sit with me at the booth we'll walk around i'll do photo shoots and stuff but yeah like 
and Laris. I've been to Dragon Con, San Diego, New York Comic Con. Oh. And then I do like G.I. Joe a lot and, and oh. uh, Star Trek Las Vegas. And um, I ask you a quick ones. question. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. Forgive no, 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 me. it's okay. Are you from Las Vegas? No. Damn, I'm moving to Las Vegas later this year. Oh, so that's so why I was just like, I was Vegas. like, oh, oh. <laughs> we, can, we can talk. I totally will. Talk. After the show, we'll totally talk. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you guys. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> um, I've done like small G.I. Joe uh, cons, large G.I. Joe cons, um, um, like DC fandom stuff. Uh, even like, because I'm also a toy collector, which is like really bad. Um, like, well, yeah, not a horror. <laughs> like, I think I we probably all are in some capacity, it, it, and that's only one wall, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked, Mike and I have talked. I was like, so when I moved from my apartment to the house that we have, uh, my husband thought I had a closet, uh, that like opened up to Narnia because I just kept taking <laughs> bins and bins of toys, and he's like, where is this coming from? And I was like, you haven't seen the comic book collection. It's I bigger have. on the inside. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So in addition to like going just to like cons as a guest or just attend, I also go to toy shows and comic book shows and like. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> I need to ask, have any of you been to D23? I'm dying to do that. I'm a Disney nerd. No, but I should. No. <laughs> no. So all of us should talk. Well, uh, maybe yes. we could do <laughs> Yes. Group trip. Field trip to, to day 23. <laughs> and Laris, how many how many events have you gotten to go to? Mostly local ones. Um, I'm not sure how many, but like as far as like the largest event I've ever done, which I was I, I was not where I should have been skill-wise for any of it. I got to do Germany Comic Con. That was kind of, that was fun. That was great. Germany's a lot of fun. Everyone is very German. <laughs> but I got to meet one of my favorite artists, um, Mirka Andolfo. She's, she's done Batman. She's done her own, her own comic series, Unnatural. And what was the other one? Hell, from the ether. Unsacred. Yeah, Mercy, Unsacred, and a few other things. She's also, she's got her, series paprika coming out which is super that's like oh my god but as far as how many i i don't know i don't know <laughs> um okay so when when you are starting the process of okay i'm i've chosen a character i'm i'm i've been inspired to to do this character for cosplay how do you start that process of figuring out what you need how you're gonna put it together all that stuff open to anybody i panic Definitely. I don't know about you guys, but I get very OCD about it. It's like I start thinking about something and then I can't stop. So I drive everybody crazy around me, my family, everybody. They're just, you know, because that's all I can think about is that, oh, oh, look at that wig. Oh, look at that costume. Oh, those shoes. I need to get those boots. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, they're cheaper over there. OK, let's. Oh, Amazon. <laughs> so I, I go everywhere to look for everything. Amazon, eBay um etsy i'm an etsy frequent learner. i need to stop because it's bad it's making me broke <laughs> very expensive oh so expensive <laughs> oh my god yeah. so so expensive it's too expensive <laughs> and i and I, I do you guys tend to think about multiple oh my god your dog is adorable by the way um oh, this is so rough. A, say hi 
<laughs> oh my god, I get much oh. around puppies. Oh, so cute. Is that a papillon? So cute. No, he's a, he's a chihuahua, just long chihuahua. hair. Chihuahua. Okay, I thought because the ears, but yeah, very, very adorable. Yeah. Um, but uh, or you also call him a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but like, I, I sometimes I'll think ahead and I start planning stuff out and I get a little, I, I it kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of takes over everything, you know, you, you tend to kind of focus so much I, I get kind of crazy over it where it's just like I, I'm that's nonstop thinking and then I plan ahead and I'm thinking of multiple cosplays and sometimes I don't do them for months and months and months, sometimes a year. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. like it's, lots it's of like sticky compulsive. notes with lists like yes like, it's like the wig yes. and like <laughs> type of wig color style and then like that's one sticky and then like Word. jacket shirt like and it's like there's notes everywhere and like printouts and like I'll, I'll like download pictures and save them and then like have like notes and like obsessed like I become Obsessed. That's a Obsessed. good word. Obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> I also do a lot of like screen accurate stuff. So I'm like crazy. Like I get like, oh my God, how far apart is this? And it's like just, uh, yeah. It's funny that people are always like, you know, do you ju- don't judge me. Don't that. I'm like, I don't do that with other people. It's with no. myself. I'm like yes. competing with myself. I'm like, how can I make it better than it was the last time? What can I do? But I don't do it to other people. People are like, oh, this isn't good enough for this. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I don't judge you. I judge yeah, me. It's, my <laughs> it's, not, it's not for you. It's just for me. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's, it's funny because there's a lot of another issue in the cosplay community. There's a lot of cattiness sometimes in certain communities. Yes. I, I don't understand that. I feel like if you're competing with yourself, it's one thing. It's another thing when you're trying to make others feel bad or if you're, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like screen accuracy just like the next person. But, but if somebody else is recognizable and still looks good and looks yeah. decent and is original or looks, looks good for what they can do, all the power to them. You know, yeah, the screen I, accuracy is just for me and my sickness. Right. I under, <laughs> me too. I, I, I share your sickness. I yeah. like, <laughs> like if I, if I see somebody who's like worked just as hard on their costume and they're so exactly. happy, like I right. am so happy for them. Like I want them to feel welcomed and happy and like people admiring them because they work just as hard. Like right. my, my stitch counting is for my craziness. Like that, I do not, I do not <laughs> put that on anyone else. Like, like I, when I did um, my Mira ball gown, like the jellyfish dress from Aquaman, it was like five that. of us that went <laughs> to the aquarium amazing. at Dragon Con. And like, I was so excited to see like different ones, like, some uh, hey. a girl made like a jellyfish umbrella with it and I was like can I please have a photo with you and she was like how are you lit up like why are you why are you t-? and I was like no, no 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 we have to take pictures like I just wanted to be with all the girls like me doing like beading like thousands of beads was for me <laughs> I understand. I get it. I love taking pictures with other cosplayers. I probably drive them crazy because I'm just like, will you take a picture with me? I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like constantly I, I geek out. I remember so, on, I- out in the <laughs> lobby uh, outside the, the show floor at Dragon Con in the hotel. It's like a big love fest. Everybody getting together to take pictures. Yeah, okay. and, and you see all that. the great 
cosplays and it's like there's wow. a parade you have yeah. to go we have to talk like yes. all, like you ladies have to come and we have to like yes I'm down. <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> that'd be so, awesome Liaris, when you're done yes. panicking uh <laughs> what's next in your process so I when she's panic. done the costume yeah, when, <laughs> right, right. right before she heads out <laughs> Normally, what I do after the panic, I um, either print off or like I go to Pinterest and save a whole bunch of photos of the character in different angles that I can find. And then I'll go to my sketchbook and try sketching out myself the best way I can, sketching the costume on me and trying to like piece apart the character. And then go from there and like, okay, well, how can I make this? Okay, when in doubt, EVA phone. It's always EVA phone. <laughs> <laughs> or like okay so what kind of fabric trees for this something stretchy because i love food so something stretchy <laughs> <laughs> it still fits and because i because I, I tend to eat and drink a lot so <laughs> certainly admire the uh the time and, and the dedication that you guys put into that because any cosplay that i've done it was sort of like uh this will work and eh, that'll pass for it like store-bought Halloween special, this and that, you know, and just throw it together. Uh, but I've okay, you know, pulled That's it up. Yeah, yeah. The best thing I had a friend who she did costuming for us uh, in theater. She made me this really nice Star Lord jacket wow. and that's like my prized possession as far as cosplay goes i pulled off a pretty good star lord so you yeah. got to show us a picture of it i will I find it, it i'll send it to y'all later so what's everybody's main thing what's if you could do one cosplay which one would it be which one would be your favorite i'll go last <laughs> um i haven't even done it yet because i just do not feel i'm at the skill level where i need to be to make it as well as i want to but i want to be commander shepherd so so badly. I love Mass Effect and I love Commander Shepard or or Tali um, from Mass Effect because mm. the idea of having like walking around like these uh, stilted shoes that, and like make them look like I have like two giant toes or whatever and then have this awesome light up shit like a shield and yeah anything mm -hmm. Mass Effect I'm pretty much down for. Anything pretty much armor based I'm pretty much down for. Yeah, most of the though. It's my dream cosplay. Very cool. Sorry, that was a lot. All at no, once. no, no. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> That's okay. That's awesome. What about uh, you, Joe? <laughs> uh, so I guess like if money weren't an option, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that always the case? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd probably want to do uh, a female Giver, like with a light up and open head and like old school, like. Um, and then also probably uh, a female predator. Ooh, wow. Ooh that would be hot. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I've seen guys who, who are my friends who have done it and they're just sweating and I like to eat. So <laughs> I would rather eat than sweat all of the food out. <laughs> so I might have to do like a combo of maybe the head and my body but not for it to look gigantic like i don't know like we'll figure it out 
that's the rub when you want to dress in a really cool costume if it's form fitted or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh damn, I have to eat. Excuse me, I keep cursing like a sailor. I'm so no, it's okay. <laughs> like, that's a curse. I have gotten so close to dropping the f bar. So we got a bleed button. No worries. Yeah, okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not really taking the venture yet fully. Uh, I do like if I'm doing TikToks. I will throw together like a makeshift Castiel from Supernatural. Yes, um, dying to do. I do. <laughs> I, have, I have the trench coat, so I just throw like yes. a blue tie with a suit under it. Um, but I would probably say my if money wasn't an option, probably a Vegeta because he's you know he's one of my favorite characters of nerd culture, and I feel like he's not overdone. Like everybody does Batman. Right. Um, obviously, it, it'd be an easy go-to to say, "Oh, I want to be Batman." Obviously, I mean, I, I mean, Doesn't. I think I am sometimes, you know, if I've had enough in me. But um, <laughs> probably either Vegeta or a really good Castiel. That's awesome. I'm such a huge supernatural nerd. I love that show. I was bawling like a baby at the end of the show. I can't get through it. It's so long. <laughs> it's so oh daunting. God. I can't do it. Um, Okay, my, I finally see. showed my girlfriend, we finally finished it. And uh, she basically at the end was like, you're going to have to look past the ugly crying because I didn't see this coming. And I was like, it's okay. Cause I, I did too. Um, and I still am. And right. uh, it's a, uh, it's, I actually have Dean's necklace. I've oh, heard. Dean. He's my favorite. <laughs> I love Dean. I love Dean. A lot of people's favorite. Oh, Dean's awesome. <laughs> but we're working uh, with him. I mean, he's in season Three, three. He's in three. I'm trying. I have a list like three. He's coming to the boys. I don't know if you guys know. (laughs) Now he does love the boys. I love me some boys. Um, but uh, let's see. Well, for my my personal favorites that I've already done are probably Ariel and Maleficent. I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a Disney nerd. Yes. Um, but I I love Maleficent. Those are probably the ones I have the most cosplays of. But if I could do anything, since everybody kind of be on that theme of what they could do what if um i'm a big penny dreadful fan i would love to do uh, the green. <laughs> when i she's can doing see that <laughs> the seance scene you know that that red yeah, dress with the beads i mean i imagine that's probably a thousand dollars for that costume which is gorgeous it's dripping in beads and it's just exquisite i love victorian um costume and and just the era it's just it's such a romantic era and it has just the costumes are just so beautiful and that show was just such a lovely show especially season one it was my favorite season right you too (laughs) um but that's just my favorite so if I could do anything I wanted I probably would try her what about you Oh, I would like to do like a really nice Boba Fett or some sort of like Mandalorian type thing. Mandalorian's like, awesome. I've seen some really <laughs> great ones and it's like, man, I don't think that I would ever have the time or the dedication. You can do it. Want. Get I a mask. Want to put Just get the head. <laughs> yeah. Talk about sweating in a costume. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm building a Bo-Katan and I'm like, why? Oh, why God. am I doing this? It's going to be awesome. So That's scary. why. Have you have any of you thought about doing like an Ahsoka? That would be a really what is it? I wanted an Ahsoka. Ahsoka. That yeah. would be amazing. Forgive my ignorance. What is that from? Uh, Ahsoka. Oh, don't Ocean. hurt me. Oh, it's from Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, she was on the Mandalorian. Yeah, she was on oh. the Mandalorian. She had the the white head. Oh yes, 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 yes. I know who you're talking about. I didn't know the, the name. The I'm really crappy with names. Yes. 
Yes. The, the, um, oh my God, I can't think of her name. Um, Rosario Dawson. Thank you. Rosa- yes, I'm dying to do that, actually. I'm putting together a ray, but I don't know how it's going to look. It's my first Star Wars cosplay ever. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Paris, are you doing an Ahsoka? Huh? Huh? Are you doing a, an Ahsoka? Okay. Oh, no, I, I really want, everyone. I want to so, I want to so, so badly for, because I love Rosario Dawson and I love Ahsoka. Like, I should do this. Should. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so scared. I'm so scared of the headpiece. Ooh, this right? is uh, my wife and I as Gamora and Star-Lord uh, at a convention a few years ago. And uh, you guys were talking about the the like gender bending cosplay and stuff. I'm dying to get her to do a Han Solo with me as a Leia. I'm wondering if should, should I be brave and do the golden bikini? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've been working out. I also like to eat, but I've been working out. Pandemic, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, out of all the things that you've done and you've sort of touched on what some of your favorites were, talk about like the one that you put the most work into. Like, if you had to do it again, you'd be like, nope, sorry. Like, how many hours or how much money or whatever? The one you're like the most. That, that you had to put the most into overall. Yeah. Oh, she's going to go get in. Oh, we got a show and tell. <laughs> well, I can't well, see you guys. I lost picture. While, oh, while we're, while we're waiting, Mike, what, what is what you I would do? So I've done, um, the only actual full costume I've done was I, I, I um, hired someone to make a uh, uh, Minetta from My Hero Academia, <gasps> which kind of came out I don't like the headpiece anymore. I'd have to redo that if I ever wore the thing again. Um, and I did, Joe met me in this. I did a very casual Jimmy Olsen from <laughs> from Superman. Um, How do we do the headpiece? I want to see it. I want to huh? see in full. Like, you have to redo your headpiece. I want to see it. Well, I, I'll need help with that. So I'll have to talk to someone. <laughs> we're, we're close. Like, yeah, yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> I mean, generally, if I were to, to, to do more in the future, I really would lean towards stuff that's a little bit um, easier to handle. I mean, I'm not I'm not a small dude. So that's one consideration for me. Just having a costume that's easy to be in and out of like during the day, which I know for the ladies is always an issue when you're at a con, having something on that you can get out of when you need to. Bathroom <laughs> is awful. Exactly. So I would I would lean towards stuff that I could be a little bit more loose with, um, like a Star Trek uniform or Star Wars uniform. I've been really considering talking to Joe about maybe coming up with a G.I. Joe idea or something like that. So I would lean more towards that where like I have a little bit more flexibility to not necessarily be an actual character, but be more like an inspired by type oh. of thing. Joe, you went and got an outfit. What what is what is so, that? So both so two two outfits were most difficult. One was a female judge dread, and I'm still not done. Wow. Like from the 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 dread movie from like Carl Urban, not Carl not Urban, not Stallone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> we ignore we ignore I need that. to I need to like <laughs> clarify. And so I'm still not done that one because I still, I got like the, the lawgiver. I don't have the lawgiver, but I have the screen that counts the bullets and stuff. So yeah. I need the actual lawgiver. But this took me 600 hours. It's a Klingon armor. Beautiful. <laughs> and there's that like looks so cool. It's really beautiful. 
600. It has to be on a wooden uh, hanger because, like, all the other ones break. So, like, <laughs> there's tubes and then there's, like, a, a collar piece. Hold on. Like, show and tell. <laughs> 600 hours. I'm getting ready. So, that, like, they're all in the living room. Okay, so, like, these are my gauntlets. Oh. About that's wow. made from Warbler and like leather pouch, and then neck collar, and then a, an entire spine. That's I guess I could show you the spine. The spine is ridiculous. I want to see the spine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm so it's crazy. About so like six hundred so awesome. hours. Six hundred hours is twenty five days. <laughs> I just did the math on that. If so you that do all twenty, first. if you do all twenty-four hours, though, if you do it like straight, yeah, straight. Yeah. That's, that's not incredible. that's not including the breaks. It probably made it more like a two or three month process, if yeah. if yeah. not yeah. longer. Oh, I still have a pin in one column. <laughs> oh my gosh! She put a pin in it. So how many times have you have you worn that? Um, th I've worn this. Uh. Five, six times. Six, six times, probably, all in all. Goodness gracious. It takes like an hour to do just the makeup with the prosthetic head. Since the listeners aren't able to see that, you know, what you were just showing us, if there's oh, a picture of that will, somewhere that we can Yes, it's share. on my Instagram. Yeah. You will okay. see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have this on YouTube. Too. Yeah, great. Okay. If that's, if that's cool with everybody, we'll, yeah. we'll have a YouTube for this episode as well and, actually that uh, leads me to, to to a question of my own for the ladies is talking about how long it takes to do some of the costumes what's a costume that you put a lot of effort in that you've not gotten anywhere near the use out of compared to the <laughs> amount of effort you put into it i have a list <laughs> <laughs> um well last year i spent about uh, probably a year year and a half redoing with my mom who is lovely i am not a seamstress i will tell you that now i can hand stitch i am really bad with the machine <laughs> um so I, I everything i do tends to be kind of collaborative um but my mom and i worked on my bell dress which i still have not yet worn um i have a brand new bell from beauty and the beast um dress that was an old dress that belonged to i guess a princess company and we completely redid it we tore everything off of it redid the the, the crystals and the flowers and the trims and just everything and it, it's just it's beautiful and i have nowhere to wear it to yet <laughs> so one day one day i will wear it um That's the yellow ball gown right yes the yellow ball gown um and i've got i have two wigs and um just it's just it, it turned out so pretty and i just i I'm excited to wear it. I just don't know what to wear it to. And I'm almost scared to wear it because I don't want anything to happen to it. It's like one of those things that like you want to put it behind a window, a glass window and be just like, oh, put a light next to it or something. I can do yeah. a mean guest on. So maybe one day yes. I'll see you and we'll, we'll meet up and yes. take a picture. That'd be <laughs> awesome. You're a theater geek too. Uh, yeah, Yay. So far. I'm actually, that's what I teach. I teach high school. Oh, you're theater. a theater teacher. Yeah. I studied theater. I went to school for theater. Wow. So that's awesome. We'll have to talk to yes. <laughs> all of us at oh, yeah. different times. All of us will have to talk. <laughs> this this could be a show just right here. Yeah, this is just right, right, right here. An off show, right? So, um, I would say that, and um, I know I have others, but go ahead, ladies. You 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 tell tell us what you you've got. 
and I'll, I'll probably come up with one other. <laughs> and Pokemon Sword and Shield came out. I was super excited about it. I'm like, oh my God, the Pokemon game, Pokemon is my jam. I'm here for this. And so I, I saw the legendary for Shield, Zamazenta. And I was just like, oh my God, I want to do a human, female, full armored piece with this giant shield. And I made everything myself. Like I made all the armor. It could be better. It's not bad, but it could be definitely be, be better. And since the game has come out and they're now working on a whole new game, I have yet to actually shoot this, this cosplay. It just is in my closet. It's just there. <laughs> I live near the woods. Why haven't, <laughs> why haven't I shot this cosplay yet? <laughs> well, I don't know. But yeah, I put in about, I don't know. I never really time myself in my costumes, but I put in too much time on it. That's for sure. <laughs> too much time. Yeah. So like with, um, for instance, you know, uh, my personal favorite uh, and after talking with Mike, uh, I, you know, I did what any podcast host should do and I went and followed you and all, each of you. And, and I've got to say, yes, your, your, my personal favorite of yours was your Green Ranger. Um, <gasps> Thank it, you. It was fantastic. Um, the, um, Jessica, your Supergirl's phenomenal, but I have to say, uh, you do a Spider-Man that is is uh, uh, pretty pretty awesome as well. Oh, thank you. You're what talking is, about MJ, right? Yeah, MJ Spider-Man. <laughs> Supergirl's Spider very new. I yeah. have not done any shoots as her. I literally did her on Tuesday for an event to walk around talking to kids. It was the first time that I've ever done her. <laughs> so was, that was very new. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. And and I love, obviously, you know, we, we love both major companies, but, you know, I lean more towards DC. He leans more towards Marvel. So uh -oh. <laughs> I, I love the Supergirl one. <laughs> um, and obviously, Joe, your, your Wonder Woman is, is what's, you know, the cover of this Instagram page. Um, awesome. But uh, other than your Wonder Woman, um, what are, what, what are, you know, I guess my la my final question is without truly asking for full on spoilers is, is there anything that the three of you have in the works, especially with if things stay pretty positive and we do get to know, go to like New York con and not all the cons cancel again this year that you may have in the works that you want to hint towards followers of your pages and women of cosplay as a full page. So uh, Liaris, do you have anything in the works to semi-spoil for everyone? Hopefully, real soon, I will be doing a um, burlesque routine as the character Carmen from the comic series Carmen, which is, um, if you haven't read it, read it. It's awesome. It's about this chick. She's deaf, and mm -hmm. from the neck down, she's a, she's a skeleton, and she's got pink hair, and it's just, oh. she's beautiful. But also real soon with um, my Geek Glory, I will be doing a burlesque routine as the as um, the character, um, what's her full name? Fudge. Fudgy, fudgy, fudge. Oh, well, she's not as vice president, but it's from the manga series Prison School. If you know what that is, you're probably a pervert like me, and <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll be at FrollyCon walking someone around in a prison outfit dressed as this character, probably walking them out around on a leash. 
Wow. That's what I got going on. <laughs> so you're, so you're going to dress up. So you're going to dress up as, as what one of huh? the guys would have been as a prisoner and not as one of the girls in like their school uniform. No, I'll be in, I'll be in the school uniform. Like I have the guy on a leash oh. as a prisoner. Oh, okay. <laughs> He'll be calling me mistress the entire time. And it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good time. There'll be snacks. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in the works for for coming up what do you, what's something that you can semi-spoil that you're working oh boy uh well like i said disney nerd um putting ray together as i said um i'm putting cruella the live action uh like the suit i guess version i'm putting that together um Bell, I had put together, but haven't done yet. Um, hmm. um, Hella from Marvel, uh, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you doing it with the crown or without? Probably without. I don't have the crown just yet. I'm still new to getting new boots. I have a, a, a cosplay costume, but uh yeah because i feel like that headpiece would probably be i have it and it's you it's have awful. It? yeah i've done it's it like pain, yeah is it heavy a, like it's uncomfortable i would so, think like, so it looks turning, like it would bump into people <laughs> yes but also like just turning your head like the whole thing is like huge like like, yeah, yeah, it's like a tree like, on your head I can't, yeah. like turn my head it's like um, Please hold on as I turn. I would love to see your Hella and be inspired by that. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, and WandaVision. I've been putting together WandaVision. Unfortunately, I had a couple pieces that needed to get replaced because um, of sizing issues. Because, you know, it's hit or miss sometimes when you order from Chinese companies. They're awesome. Some of them are fabulous, but sometimes they don't always fit. So um, so I'm redoing that. But um, I'm kind of hoping that I can get that out soon. So those are the things I'm working on. Joe? Um, so I told you guys I'm working on a Boca tan. I'm doing a Cruella, the red dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Suit for me. <laughs> yes. So when, when we get together, we have to take pictures. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm doing uh, the golden armor from Wonder Woman. Um, I'm 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 not gonna have the wings for Dragon Con, but I will have the wings by the end of the year, and they will be animatronic. I'm oh, that's determined. Awesome. Um, and then um, I'm working on a. Uh, Justice League Batman, but it's a female version. I haven't told anyone, so I'm like telling everyone. Um, and that'll be ready for Dragon Con. And then, oh my god, uh, uh, I'm doing Wanda from WandaVision, like everybody else, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought about doing her, um, like her 50s style, Ooh. but I was like, I that was can't. my favorite. That's polyester, like I'm just gonna sweat and die at, in at Dragon Con. So like that <laughs> will hide the sweat. <laughs> um, and then I have a carnage that I together <gasps> last year. Like nice. no, it's like two years ago now. Like hello, COVID. Like I can't. I haven't worn it. I haven't taken pictures of it. It has like a head. I it's like half the head and half my head, and like a tongue coming out. Okay, I need to see this. Wow. Can you see this? <laughs> Me too. I need to see this. I love Arnett. I need to see so it. badass. I can go back ahead if you want. Wow. So, so 
piggybacking off of that before we ask our, our final uh, question, the pandemic, we've, we've hinted at it, we've talked about it. You all are used to this, this trade that you're in, this, this, this way of life, being live and in person to be seen doing what you do. So with the pandemic, did everybody get a TikTok to continue their work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and what have you done to evolve what you do not being able to be in person? I mean, what are some things that you've gotten to do to still keep this going aside from just, you know, getting dressed to do some TikToks, put them in the drafts and post them uh, over not, a course of time or not post them, you know, just enjoy them. Uh, but what are some things that each of you have done individually to, to keep up the trade while being stuck in this, this scary pandemic? Yeah, it's definitely been challenging, hasn't it, guys? Yeah, really motivational, like, it's been really rough. I don't know yeah. if the lady, the other ladies, like, felt it, but, like, yeah. I did not want to touch anything. All I wanted to do was cry. And so it no. was really, really hard. Mm. And so, like, I took up, like, planting roses and plants just to, like, keep me from going bananas. And so it was really hard. I just want to hug her because she still looks like she's going to cry. I, like, I know. I'm like, I, I, I hear her. Um, I'm like, far away. I know, right? I'm sorry. Well, I, I hug all of you. All of you. Everybody. Hugs all like, around. Virtual hugs. <laughs> now that um, it's opening up again, like, I feel like I'm going to see, like, new people and meet people again and, like, see friends and, like, maybe hug people. And, like, yeah. so... Like I've gotten like the motivation again. Like I finished an entire costume in one day. My husband was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I need to get this done. <laughs> doing this. Like I'm like an insane woman now. Like I'm like making a new costume like today for like, I leave on Wednesday morning and it is like Star Trek Discovery, the Vulcan president. Like why would I make that in two days? doesn't matter. It's fine. Question is why not? <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to cry <laughs> oh it's okay joe are you it's also like prepping for awesome con yes <laughs> i have a omni woman that i'm going to reveal there Ooh. and she will be bloody she will oh not. yes as she should be i may have a heart in my hand yes oh my god i'm too excited about this I love those little extra touches like that. Like when you were talking about doing the fifties one, I was thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if there was some way that you could like do a trick where you had a plate that you made it look like you were making it float around with you. When I was, I did a first class Magneto a few years ago and um, I did a thing where I had like a quarter hanging off of my hand like that. And one of my favorite things I ever saw was this uh, girl at a convention was doing Rumpelstiltskin from Once Upon a Time. And she oh, yeah. had the scroll with her. And when someone would speak to her, she would ask if you would want to sign it, sign her, her, her scroll. Oh, I did that's it. Awesome. Like, oh, oh, that's awesome. You're going the extra mile. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> that's awesome. So our final question. Okay, yeah. So, final question to close things up here. If if there's someone who's listening or, or watching or what have you, and they're thinking, you know, I've always wanted to get involved in cosplay, but you know, I, I'm just worried I'm not going to do it right, or I'm worried about the way I'm going to look, or or whatever. Talk to them for a second. Like, why should you do it? You know, how do you get started? What's the deal? 
I would say find something that you're into, find something that interests you, whether it's pop culture, television, film, um, anime, uh, whatever that drives you and makes you happy and find something or maybe find something that's simple, that's easy to put together and find something that's an easy start, you know, um, and go for it. Why not? <laughs> right in, like. You can either like start with something simple that you enjoy, like pick a character and like, just, just jump in. Like the community is, is mostly welcoming, like join Facebook groups, like, and just like talk to people. Like people love to like say how they did things. Like if they don't like come find me, I will, I will help. <laughs> I guess I'm next now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What I would say is like 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 Hal said, just just do it. There isn't a right or wrong way to do cosplay. At the end of the day, we're all either you know adults or late teens. We're all we're all humans trying to portray two dimensional characters, and just have fun with it. If you mess up, embrace it. I have so many things that are like battle damage because I'm like, oops, well my heat gun burned this. Foam, <laughs> I guess it's battle damage now. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. And don't be afraid to also make a costume yours. Add your own touches to it. Make it like add, add your own personality to it. So I love doing gender bent stuff. But <laughs> just have have fun. And if anybody's a butthole, fuck them. <laughs> yes. There she goes. You <laughs> <She> went loose. <laughs> We approve this message. Yes. <laughs> uh, we are very thankful. Uh, and this was this has been awesome. Uh, I, we knew it was going to be so much fun. Uh, we hope to have everyone back and maybe even then then some uh, in the future on an episode. Uh, we we are followers of women of cosplay. Mm -hmm. uh, we love cosplay. We love nerd culture. Uh, we highly recommend to the listeners. Uh, we are going to have in our show notes uh, all the links to follow each person here on Instagram as well as the, the main page for all the models. I highly recommend you stay up to date, especially with con season slowly going on. We've got New York Comic Con coming up and a lot of other major and, and minor cons. Dragon Con. Dragon Con's coming. So we are you know, in the heat of it in nerd culture. And uh, just thank you all so much. You all are amazing. Really incredible. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you Thanks, so guys. much. Thanks for having us. Great. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, ladies. You all are awesome. And keep up the amazing work. Thank I'll you. Try. Same to you guys. <laughs> hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. And, whoo, that was fun. That was awesome. Oh, those, those, they were great. great. Uh, learned a lot. Uh -huh. uh, the process, I, I have uh, I always had a respect for, but I have far more respect for their entire yeah. process now. 
I think what I love the most about it was seeing the three of them sort of connecting and, and, and talking about their own experiences that they each can relate mm-hmm. to, you know. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I also loved, like, the three of them have never been in person together, like, mm-hmm. met at a con, but, like, mm-hmm. you started to see, like, oh, you know, let's talk. Let's the do friend, some, let's The talk. friendships were forming. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of my favorite things about nerd culture. Is oh, absolutely. Watching friendships uh, blossom. Certainly agree. So in this segment, uh, before we close out, we're just going to talk a little bit about the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're listening to our voices, uh, we are past the 72-hour embargo, so there will be some spoilers. Not a, not necessarily a deep dive. Yeah. We'll save that for later. But um, what'd you think? It was pretty darn good, I'll say that. Um, we, we we talked last night, sort of during the credits, about you know where does this rank for us with all the other DC movies? Um, and I was like, you know, the past few have been really, really great. Well, Wonder Woman 1984 was not so super, super great. Yeah. But, like, you know, this one and um, uh, Birds of Prey I really oh, liked. Shazam. And Shazam. Shazam, I think, is my number one. But this has got to be, like, 1A. You know, or however you want to do that. It's like, I got that. Oh, man. So I good. And I actually watched it again this morning. Awesome. Because I loved it so much on HBO Max. All right. We were joined by Maddie, who's back in the fortress a third time. Good Lord, she's broken the record. Yeah. Maddie, thumbs up. Thumbs two thumbs up. up. Two thumbs way up. Yeah. From Maddie. We, uh, it was a blast, man. I really can't think of a single bad or negative thing to say about it. Not well, negative. Actually, I can think of like upsetting. Yeah, like, that's true. Of the story, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Characters who few may people have we lost met their devi- demise that we probably didn't expect. Yeah, I mean um, we can do like we've already done spoiler. So like yeah, we both said like Rick Flag that hurt. That hurt. That really hurt. Boomerang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boomerang. I it did bother. Me How as quick? Much. But James Gunn. You know, I remember before Guardians, before we were ever even doing any kind of podcast, we were like, who gives a crap about the Guardians of the Galaxy? And it's like, now, me! I, I give a crap because of that movie, right? He made I give tons you, of craps. He made you love all of those characters. Yeah. And just like in this one, too, I fell in love with each one of them. So, like, every time they really punked us on King Shark, like, two or three times, I was like, you probably know. So I was like, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Because King Shark I just absolutely loved. And I really, really hated that we lost Polka Dot Man. Oh, yeah. That one sucked. Because he, he starts to slowly grow on you. Uh, not a lot of lines, but they deliver. Like, his yeah. story's told, like, in the anguish in his face. Mm-hmm. And when he finally that, talks that dude about is in it. in everything. Yeah. You remember him? In, he was in Dark Knight. He was in Dark Knight. Plus the cop that didn't kind of... I don't know. Anything or Batman beats the crap yeah. out of him. And he looks at his name tag. He's also in... Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Uh, he plays the, the Russian character or, mm-hmm. what, or whatever, but he's he's been in another DC thing too. So he's been in three DC things, a Marvel thing, and other things. So I mean, this ca- this character is is this actor uh, is is fantastic, and you also realized that Javelin was played by uh, Flula. Flula, yeah, Flula uh, Borgia. Flula, I loved. I've discovered him on the video he had about. Uh, my friend, he tell me that uh, yeah, Jennifer, she's a real party pooper. Jennifer poops at the party, <laughs> poops at like the party. she goes and she makes poop on the table with <laughs> presents. And I showed everybody that I knew that video because I thought it was so. Because he's funny. talking about like Americans have yeah. these sayings that no other country well, would ever think of. He 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 
it was a work. I mean, he was he was just being funny, but I thought he was being serious. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy's hilarious. He and uh, it's uh, the polka dot man is David Dashmachen. Yeah, Dash or however you pronounce his last name. Uh, but you know, full spoilers uh, since we're since we're talking about him. Uh, you know, we lose polka dot man. We lose Rick Flag, as we've said. That one really hurt our heart and his. But the, but the <laughs> literally, but the thing about that though is, you know, how do you make a great bad guy? Mm. How do you make us root against him? You make him kill you somebody him, else we love. You make him John Cena, right? Or you make him John Cena. <laughs> Hopefully, though, he's a visible uh, villain. Though you want to be able to see him. That's the first thing. Yes. So that's key. First, I didn't know who the heck they were talking to. Yeah, well, where is this voice who coming from? Who is Rick even talking to at this point? Like, I have no idea because we couldn't see him. But I wonder how many people are going to make those jokes on podcasts. Oh, probably. <laughs> we won't be the first. <laughs> um, so we, we've we lost Rick. Uh, in the opening, like, what feels kind of like storming the beaches in World War II type scene that they did, uh, which I think he captured really well, that whole battle sequence... It opens the dadgum movie and then flashes back to a few days before. So mm-hmm. I loved that. That yeah, caught me. It was really interesting that they started it out with Michael Rooker like he's he's the first person you see and he's probably going to be very important to the story <laughs> since he's the first one. And then five minutes later, he his head explodes. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's running from battle because he acts all hard, kills a bird at the beginning of the movie, talks talking crap about these amateurs, you know, and they're not, you know, suited for this. And then he gets terrified and runs away and Waller blows his head up. Before we get too far ahead, actually, uh, uh, the fellow we were just talking about, David uh, Dastmalchian, four DC things. Four. His very first film role was in The Dark Knight. He played Thomas Schiff, the Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, uh, police officer that we spoke about. He was then in... Uh, Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 the animated special as the Calendar Man ooh he's voicing Calendar Man and he has done also The Flash he was Abracadabra up here <gasps> and I didn't even think about that I had no idea that was him ooh yeah and now this seasons 3 and 7 of The Flash and now now this of course that's fantastic yeah he's great in everything he does yeah so we lose Rooker we lose Flag. We lose, which is okay. Pete Davidson. Uh, Pete Davidson dies pretty quick, uh, which is, you know, no disrespect to his career. And he's, you know, done, fought depression and the loss of his dad and all that and 9-11. And that's terrible. But I'm just not a massive fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay with his death. Yeah. Um, Mongal, who is the female version of Mongo, who is a big Superman villain, mm-hmm. huge Superman villain. When I saw her being marketed, I was like, ooh, okay, all right, bringing Mongal into this. Dies mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Boomerang dies in the the siege. I mean, we met Captain Boomerang. Yeah. You know, we lost Nathan the, Fillion, uh, the uh, detachable. The TDK. T- uh, the detachable kid, was that it? We lost yeah, him. Lost him. Uh, we... That was oh, that was such a great moment. His arms flop, and he's like slapping the soldiers, like, "Hey, yeah, take that." <laughs> then they just start shooting him, like just we lose uh, javelin. Yeah. He dies. Yeah. So pretty much everybody that you're just you get this awesome moment that it's in every trailer. They're walking in front of the American flag, and it's all epic. And eighty uh, percent of them die. 
in the first 10 minutes, which really, really yeah. captured what the Suicide Squad is supposed to be. Yeah. In the comics, you don't know who's going to live or die. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big a name they are. Some of the comics have killed off Deadshot, Harley, King Cro- or King Shark, Killer Croc. I mean, big names in DC Comics in Suicide Squad runs have died. That's the whole premise yeah. of what they are. You know, so it's not like... If you were to, like at the end of Infinity War, if they weren't coming back yeah. in Endgame and they really did kill off all yeah. those people, that would have been like, you can't do this. This is stupid because these are big names. And But this is what the Suicide Squad is. And Gunn did, first off, just yeah. bravo. Yeah. And I, right. I knew we could trust him yeah. because he gave us Guardians. Yep. So I have no problem. I hope he sticks around and does more DC stuff, especially if they do continue the Suicide Squad franchise because we know that Guardians Christmas Special and 3 are the last things we're yeah. getting from James Gunn of the Guardians. Sure. Now, will he do other Marvel things? Maybe. Oh, I hope so. I hope he does other DC stuff, especially if we are continuing the Suicide Squad. Maybe if we get uh, the Thunderbolts thing, yeah. maybe he'll be involved in that. Dark that'd, Avengers or Thunderbolts, him, whichever yeah. direction we're heading. He'd be that, great for that. The superhero thing is just like his niche, man. Did you ever see uh, Super? You that kept telling me. Rain too. Wilson was in. And that he did. I have not seen it. Woo! Good. Does it have heart? It's yes. Um, it's good. It's not one of those that you're gonna watch like over and over again. Okay. It's like a one, maybe two times and done kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Elliot Page was in it as well. Um, nice and gory. Nice. Um, like he he likes to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he delivered there as well. Oh, man. Probably. This movie was so brutal that even Maddie was like, I would notice that she, I could feel on my left arm when she knew something brutal was coming. Yeah. Like anytime King Shark picked somebody up, she knew it was about <laughs> no, to get no. brutal. And she would just kind of dig her head into my shoulder because like she does horror better than she does gore. Yeah. So King Shark's brutality, um, some of the stuff Harley got to do, brutal. I mean, he delivered the brutality that every Suicide Squad fan wants to see. Harley has the greatest, like, sequences of taking out a bunch of random dudes. Like yes. in Birds of Prey, when she was going through the prison with mm-hmm. the ball bat and the bazooka or whatever it was, that was probably my favorite moment of that movie. Yeah. And then she had another one that was, like, even Picking cooler. Picking up different weapons, using different one. things all around her, because that, that's Harley yeah. in a nutshell. She'll use what's around her. She's not got a belt like Batman. She doesn't have, you know, acid on her lapel like the Joker. She doesn't. Have, she just. She's so good at using anything and everything. Her street smarts. She does. She's got yeah. street smarts. And so, the premise of this is basically there's this Project Starfish, <laughs> which. <laughs> you thinking of the line that Cena, Cena does? He says, "Yeah." Question: Starfish is a. It's like a, a starfish looks like an anus. Do you think that has any connection? No. <laughs> um, and look, and I, and I got to say this too, like you know, uh, John Cena, the character for me, uh, the most detested, uh, overdone, blah character of all time for me. Okay, um, the man, John Cena, nothing but respect for the absolutely. guy, and he absolutely. He delivers. Slayed it in this. He he was just phenomenal. He so was. Um, and and just <laughs> the little things they did like with Weasel. I wanted to see Weasel in action. <laughs> we didn't get to see Man. him. <laughs> but uh, just before we get go any further, 
There is a little moment after the title at the end that says the Suicide Squad. Then there's a moment. But then there's also a post-credit scene. Yeah. Which, you know, we're not used to in DC, particularly. Not known for its post-credit scenes like Marvel is. But there is a post-credit scene that sets up the Peacemaker series Mm -hmm. that's coming to HBO Max. Um, So that's intriguing. Uh, So stay through the credits. Uh, It's really cool. Um, And just the Idris Elba. Uh, I think in our interview earlier when we were talking a little bit about the Suicide Squad with the girls and with uh, Mike, uh, one of them says that Idris Elba does no wrong. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like even in his little stint in the office as the boss. You don't really like the character, but it's Idris Elba. You weren't supposed to like yeah. it. Yeah. And you certainly don't. Even so. in The Dark Tower, a bad movie, considering it's uh, Stephen King, and I love Stephen King, he delivers. It's a great... His character, everything Andrew Selva does is fantastic, and the fact that he's kind of the, the center focal point of this movie. He's the leader. You know, Flag's the leader of the Suicide Squad, but he's the main character. Yeah. Um, so I really loved that. And I hope that there is a Suicide Squad 3 where uh, Bloodsport and Deadshot are together. that Him and Will together in a movie would be great, yeah. especially as those characters. Now that things are a little more cohesive and a little better, maybe Will Smith will be willing to return? Yeah, oh, maybe. That'd be great. Because I liked him as Deadshot. I did. Um, I did. Yeah. They, they fixed a lot. They brought us the brutality that the first one lacked. Uh, they brought us the meaning of the Suicide Squad that the first one lacked. There weren't a lot of stakes in the first one, yeah. like losing specific characters. This one brought those stakes. Yep. Like early on, it shows you, uh, don't get attached to many mm-hmm. of them because we'll kill anyone we need to. And, and I'm so glad that they went a different direction as far as King Shark goes because the thing I think that I hated the absolute most about the other Suicide Squad was mm. uh, uh, Killer, Croc. Killer Croc. I hated that. That characterization. Stupid. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't try to pull any funny business with King Shark and change his personality and mm-hmm. his character. Like He was great. He was possibly a lot like the Red Guardian is in Black Widow. Makes it. He yeah, steals he, he, a lot he of. He reminded the, me. He's like the Groot. Like, yeah. you know, he's the big, massive, you know, strongest member of the team. Doesn't and talk well. Just sort of, you know, in his own little world. Put calling back to last week's episode. Kind of like our Fezic. Oh, he's yeah. their Fezic. He's like big. He's a brute. He speaks broken. If Andre were alive today, he would have made a great King Shark. He would have been. Yeah, he would have been. So, uh, what are some of the things that that really stood out to you? about this movie aside from you know the great character moments the stakes and you know it being a little more linear Mm -hmm. the past few dc movies have somewhat gotten a little more but what are some things that uh if without spoiling it to someone like obviously we're it's okay to spoil here but if you were somewhere to say mr d should i go see the suicide squad uh well i would say you need to talk to your parents first if you're calling me mr d i assume you're under the age of 18 and you're a student at uh, my school i would say that's a question for your parents because it is rated r for a reason but uh in general i would say yes uh it i think that so many of the dc movies that we've gotten over the years it's kind of like what i said to you and you and logan last night in our little text group it's like this one had heart to it Mm. and so many of the other ones don't have heart you know it's like DC does have that darker tone most of the time. And for movies like Batman, I think it's okay if, if it's a little more like serious, dark, whatever. And Noir. I think the Rob Pattinson is probably going to oh, be yeah. that way. And that'll be great. But 
it, you know, for something like this, it needs heart. It needs humor. It needs it needs um, fun, lightheartedness. Yes. It needs all those things, and this had it. You know, it had a great story. It had great performances. It had great characters. Um, it had everything. I mean, for me, it hit on all cylinders. And other than being sad about, you know, losing Polka Dot Man, Rick Flagg, yeah. and all those people... Um, I have nothing, nothing bad to say. Bad to say whatsoever. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, leaving a DC movie, hearing Josh Davis say that, I slept well last <laughs> oh, night. Come on. I slept like a baby. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything bad to say about Shazam. Well, I had one thing about Shazam. I didn't have anything bad to say about Birds of Prey. I don't think. No, you didn't. No, yeah. it was just nice. And was... I even told Maddie when we were walking in the car, I was like. Uh, and I said it to a, a buddy Logan, who was also in the same theater of us. Yeah. Uh, I went to East High with him, and uh, shout out to Logan. Uh, so he said we were talking while you were in the restroom afterwards, and he's like, "It's just nice that the last two, Birds of Prey and this one, I'm leaving a DC movie feeling good." Yeah, because he leans towards the DC and, and side. not like. Wait a minute, what? They yeah. just totally changed everything. Or, yeah, you know, or like, what? come on, man. Yeah. So hearing him say, like, I, I told her, I was like, I, I left this one. You know what? The next one might not be good, but I'm leaving this one extremely and I re- happy. <laughs> I remember, like, I think we've been to all of the DC movies together as far back as I can remember. Yeah. Like, like, but thinking about, like, going to Justice League and... Um, um, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman and some of those, like, we weren't like, oh, it was so terrible, we hated it. But we walked out just going like, eh. eh. We were totally underwhelmed, you know, yeah. like, but this one we were excited, we were happy about it, we're, mm-hmm. we're quoting it when we leave. For us, that's a big deal. Like, it you is. heard the excitement when we talked about Princess Bride. <laughs> For us, like, when it's something we can quote. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing, right? It's, it's a like, great it's thing. something stuck with us. <laughs> and, like, I've been doing King Shark all day long, you know? Nom nom. Nom nom. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> so smart, me. Read book. So the fun thing about that is Stallone is nowhere on set. It's a completely different guy who's in the suit. And mm-hmm. if you look at behind the scenes that James Gunn's been posting, that's actually the guy playing King Shark. But Stallone came in and ADR'd all the, mm-hmm. all the lines, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, but I don't want that to like underline, like under, take away from what this guy did. Because the guy playing him, the, some of the you know stuff he's doing. He did with the his majority hands. of the work, of course. He did majority of the work. Won't get so the credit, uh, it's great for. But I was worried when a couple years ago when this was in talks, like James Gunn's gonna do it. It's the, the Suicide Squad instead of Suicide Squad. And initially I was like, okay, if James Gunn's going to do it, I'm fine with it. When they started naming some names that he's trying to talk to Warner Brothers, like, can I use this? Because King Shark's been in The Flash multiple times, the show. different In a different way. He's taller, he's more brutal, he's scarier. More like a, a Godzilla-type shark. Yeah. So... When his name was dropped, uh, my first reaction was a lot like yours with Killer Croc. I was like, oh, no. People who have done him recently have done him pretty good. But this is the big screen. If you do him wrong, people will look at King Shark as a joke. It seemed like they were trying to go in in the first one with like a more realistic approach. Like, if this were a bad guy today, you know, like... 
Croc was like a like a gangster. I'm mm-hmm. beautiful, bro. I'm beautiful, like, bro. And uh, that's when they had like Gangster Joker and stuff. And like none of that stuff really hit for people. Like it kind of fell flat. Because still, it's the, it's the same. It's it's the live action. It's still comic books. It's exactly. We still want that theatricality yeah, yeah. and that ridiculousness. Exactly. At the end of the day. Um, any other things? I don't want to spend too much time because we will do a deep dive in the future. Uh, maybe an episode comparing the Suicide oh, Squad. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anything else that stuck out or something that? Ten out of ten. Awesome. For me. Awesome. I would agree. I would uh, give it a ten out of ten. Uh, I know people are ranting and raving about it, especially a lot of our nerd podcast friends like uh, ECA and uh, all them. So. I mean, thank you, James Gunn, for giving us a good rendition of The Suicide Squad, a good DC movie. Um, I've been very back and forth on this show over the previous months about Warner Brothers yeah. uh, being kind of the enemy of the DC people. But And Zack Snyder was listed as a producer. Did he you was. notice that? Him so and his wife good. were. And uh, also, we failed to mention, we would be remiss if we did not say, a uh, uh, young lady who played Ratcatcher Rat 2, 2, totally loved her. Her she, story arc. She had such heart, mm-hmm. and, and you just loved her. She was so sweet. That act, I, I forgot her name, but she's only 24 years old. That's and awesome. this is the first movie that she's done in English. She's Portuguese. Wow. So uh, she was... Fantastic, she loved was. her. I really, really uh, loved that character. I even loved the little millennial joke. Yeah. She's always sleepy. Yeah, She's, I don't do good in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, millennials, you know, I love those jokes. She delivered her story arc, her heart. What you know, her having that moment at the end. Oh, it's yeah. kind of building. You could see it building towards. She's gonna have a moment. Yeah, that hero moment. Yeah, kind of like you. Kind of got with polka dot man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Until he I'm was taken from instead, until he was taken from us. For five seconds. <laughs> but and Viola fantastic. Davis as Amanda Waller, uh, uh, you know, she's she she may not get enough credit for her for her role in this, but she was great. Viola Davis is great in anything she mm-hmm. does, no matter how long she's in it. I actually watched for the first time, which is crazy to me because I love those biopic movies. But I watched Get On Up about James Brown <gasps> with Chadwick Boseman. Yes, uh, and she played James Brown's mother. She had probably three scenes, but she's amazing. So, uh, and if you her. read DC comics or watch the DC animated, she has enveloped Amanda Waller perfectly. Brutal, no nonsense, at all costs, doesn't matter. You know, love it. Cold, cold woman. Mm-hmm. She and she did it. And another tip of, of the cap to stuff. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. This morning, when I had uh, when I had the the movie playing, Becky was was getting ready. She and Emma went to the zoo for a little while today, and um, you know she doesn't she's not super into this stuff like we are, of course. But she even stopped and said she is so good as this part. Like mm-hmm. she's perfect, and she really is. Everybody loves and Harley. Each character, they you know one thing we say about WWE is there's too much, too many people. On the roster. Not anymore. No, no, not anymore. Um, we didn't talk about that in the news. More slew of NXT releases this week. But um, there was a massive cast for this. But everybody got moments. Mm-hmm. They weren't watered down, and they weren't overbearing mm-hmm. when they got those moments. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the people on the computer working for Amanda Waller, they got moments, even though they weren't part of Task Force X. Yep. The people who died in the opening had moments yeah. on the plane, stuff like that. And the people who were in the whole arc, even if they survived or died, 
when their moments were happening, they were great. Even Milton. Even Milton. Rest in peace, Milton. You were a true friend and a hero. You really were. I mean, storming the castle in your Chacos <laughs> while everyone else is to the nines in their superhero attire. I mean, I don't know if I could. I mean, I'm in flip-flops right now. If you said we're going to go take down the Jodenheim, I'd be like, uh, I need to change my shoes. No, man. I'd kick those, <laughs> I'd kick those flip-flops off, and I'd do a barefoot style. That's how I roll. Uh, so, 10 out of 10 for us. Uh, let what, let us know what you think about it. We know that regardless of how good it was, there's going to be people hate on it because uh, people just... What's wrong with you? A lot of people don't enjoy things these days. So, uh, you're entitled to your opinion, but please keep it nice. Let us know how you felt about the Suicide Squad. Your, your, your likes, your dislikes, what you hope for the future of the DC besides more linear storytelling. Um, let us know. 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Peacemaker. (laughs) That's actually very nice. (laughs) That is it. Uh, This is our mid-season finale. We're going to take a couple weeks off here. uh, Let the the heat of August kind of calm down a little bit. You are in the thick of things at school. Let you get started, get things on the roll. We're going to have... Uh, great September. We're very excited for the things coming in September. Oh, yes, sir. And you Lord of the Rings fans are going to be extremely excited. Uh, small spoiler, we, the month of September, we're celebrating The Hobbit. Yes, because and, the month of September uh, is uh, Frodo and Bilbo's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a few other connections that we'll talk about, but we're going to go through the Hobbit trilogy mm-hmm. as well as uh, something we've never really done before, the animated uh, Hobbit Yes. Uh, have you seen it before? I have. I've seen the animated Hobbits and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The two totally different styles it, yes. on those. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, I prefer the Lord of the Rings one. Yes. But, um, but they, it's be great. they had to happen. You know, they're part of our history. And I'm we'll sure say that. we will learn a lot. Yes, and, we will. And have much to say. So I know there are tons of Lord of the Rings fans who listen to this show. Uh, we are celebrating The Hobbit for the month of September. Send in your, your questions, your, your thoughts on The Hobbit as a book, as a trilogy of movies. If you've seen the animated Hobbit, you know, let's talk about it. Uh, thank you all for tuning in up to this mid-season finale. Uh, we can't wait to continue the rest of the year. Uh, for 30 and 30 podcast uh, but we will not be dead dead we are going to be on social media very heavily if news pops up it'll be on our social media twitter instagram facebook uh all that stuff uh so and 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 what's the easiest way to find us juice aside from listing all of our social medias right here well of course uh that's really easy you just go to 30 and 30 podcast.com and slide over to the directory and you can easily find links to all of our social media outlets and also stay up to date with the organizations we support and check out all those nerd vocabulary words that we love so much tyler does a great job with that and make sure you're using those in your daily life i mean you know you gotta you gotta support us on that People uh, got to be led to the show. They got to yes. learn about the nerd words. Mm-hmm. Got to use them. Support party life. Okay, yes. uh, and learn all there is to learn about the show and all of our friends, like uh, the Council of Nerds and previous guests, such as our guests today, the Women of Cosplay. Absolutely, uh, and we will be spending the off season updating the site more and doing some more things like that uh, about previous guests and fun things. Uh, also, don't forget to swing over to Patreon.com/slash Badcast Company and become a patron. 
uh, when we get to 10, which we are very close, we are going to be running a contest uh, to send out a 30 and Nerdy swag bag to one of our patrons that gets chosen out of a hat. And we will also be creating a Patreon-exclusive show. So consider signing up today at patreon.com slash badcastcompany. Even if it's $1 a month, you can be a patron of this show. Also, definitely go to podchaser.com because while you're there, you can rate and review this show along with other individual episodes. Uh, you will also be able to find great shows and independent podcasters such as our buddies at ODPH, Three Fat Nerds in the East Coast Avengers. You can also find great playlists and pod communities. So shout out to all of our Podchaser groups like the Apocalypse and Pod Nation. And in those playlists, you will find podcasts with great content and fantastic hosts. That's right. And another huge shout out to our Twitter communities that we are part of, like the Innerd Circle. Uh, last but certainly not least, if you are a fan of pops, collectibles, and other fan culture, please follow our boy on Instagram at Rev underscore collection for all things in the realm of collectibles. That's R E V underscore C O L L 3 C T I O N. He's your place to go for all things pops, Pokemon cards, figurines, the works. It's easy. Just go to your Instagram and search rev underscore collection and hit that follow button. Be kind to one another, nerds, and most important, be kind to yourself. For the juice himself, Dr. Davis, I'm Tyler Mack, your Duke of Nerds. Stay nerdy and cheers to you. See you next time. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.